Alright. Oh, hello, and welcome to Aldente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Search and Rescue Woods, parts 5 through 8. So, if you haven't listened to the first the, to, to last episode, go check that out, because it's basically the start of this whole series. Um, and... Really, just kind of catches you up as to what we're talking about or what we're continuing in this episode. So, just as a, my, I'll do a quick, like a very brief rundown thing, and then Gamer in Yellow has already done a rundown of all the different stories. Yes. Um, basically, it's continuing what happened from the first parts. Um, narrator uh, Sar is telling uh, is telling stories about uh, these weird things that are going on in the woods and national parks and stuff like that. From the point of view of different search and rescue groups and or like different search and rescue individuals, and digging deeper into these stairs that just pop up in the woods and stuff like that, and then we get basically that for we get a bunch of stories for about five parts, or sorry for about four more parts, and then on the fourth part, part eight, it just stops. Um, they have to uh, Sar has to stop. Uh, telling these stories, apparently it's getting out of hand out in the national parks. Like all, a lot of individuals in the search and rescue and forest services are starting to ask questions about the weird shit that's going on, and their their superiors are like trying to clamp down on it. They don't know who's doing the Reddit thing, but they know that it exists, and so they have to go on hiatus for indefinite time. Which we're never going to get a indefinite or a an, another update, as far as I know. Because the series is officially over as of part eight, because of things we'll go into later. But also, I'm pretty sure it was mentioned that the superiors of Sar actually contacted Sar directly and said, "You have to stop talking about the stairs, oh, or you're going to lose your job." I didn't. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I. I, I thought. Okay, I don't know if I. It was a couple of days ago. I don't remember that. I remember like thinking that was something that was going to get brought up, but then. I remember reading something that, like, they didn't know who it was yet. They were trying to figure out who it was. I think based on, like, the people who he talked to and, like, he's given a lot of clues as to who this person actually is. Yeah. If you were actually in that situation. Yeah. I, I think, oh, I I wonder if, like, maybe, like, it meant, like, they had contacted the, the, the Reddit account. To tell them to stop, maybe, but they didn't know. They still don't know who it is among the ranks. Because again, like by the end, like a bunch of the people are talking now or telling the stories. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's gotten basically it's gone a little viral, <laughs> um, because of, primarily because of the series. Yes. Uh. So. Um. But you have uh, rundowns for each story you said. Yes, I do. All right, guys, sit tight. So let, let's quickly Stun. run through this. Wait, stay a while and listen to our tale. 
It's gonna be much of a tale. It's more of a <laughs> right shot down. form. Yeah. Just sit, just sit beside the fire and listen to our story to our yeah. to our rundown. All right. So, part five, story one. Um, firefighter friend, who I'm going to refer to as from now on, um, was helping Sar at the at a training op. Uh, said he was on job to climb a massive tree to get a kid out of it. People who called him didn't seem worried about the kid. Didn't tell f- anything about it. Um, kid has no way of climbing the tree since f- had climbing gear and years of experience, and he was struggling. I mean, well, the kid had nothing, and he's a kid, so he probably yeah. couldn't climb it. Um, finds the kid dead at the top with his guts spilled out of his mouth and his ass. Intestines draped over the branches like a Christmas tree. I'm assuming like um, like tinsel on a Christmas tree. Yeah, kind of deal. Um, he didn't want to touch the body because of how gross and icky it was to carry it down, so he poked the body with a branch until it fell down. People on the ground didn't seem to care that a, the body fell, <sighs> yelled at the people, and they just told him, thank you for recover- recovering the evidence. <sighs> was escorted away. The body had no trauma described. Um, and then the people who were taken away, they described the, the death of, like, the kid was... Uh, caught in a vacuum that sucked his guts out. Yeah. Because there was nothing, like, no physical attacks or stabs or nothing to him. Yeah, I actually, just a quick side, I've actually heard of that kind of thing happening, but, well, I've heard of it in a fictional account of the zombie apocalypse. Okay. Um, uh, in World War Z, there's a mention of, like, um, them using a, a certain bomb that, like, basically just basically creates a vacuum. And, um, like, the, what it does is basically anybody caught in that vacuum, basically their intestine, their innards basically just spill out wherever it can get, wherever it can get oh, out. Oh, lovely. So, like, basically your entire, like, yeah, basically all your intestines come out your mouth or your butt. That's real nice. Yeah. Um, so, it's, yeah, basically... So, so, so they did a test firing over the, uh, over the, uh, the park, and they thought it'd be high enough, but it just caught the edge of a tree. <laughs> that one up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't tell anybody. It's like no. yeah, a government cover-up. It's like practically a gov- Yeah, it is practically... This whole thing with like the uh, the, the forest services is basically like a government, uh, like men in black cover-up thing. It's not basically. It is. No, it is. Yeah, it's basically yeah, the forest. percent yeah, is. Yeah, we actually now found out where the men in black are basically stationed. They're stationed um, among within the forest services um, system of the government. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. For me, the whole vacuum analogy just doesn't work. For me, because okay. well, for an actual vacuum to do things like that, it had to be focused on yeah, specific no, points. But it's it's the vacuum effect. Like it's like as if no, like basically vacuum effect is a body floating in space. Bam. Yeah. Space is a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, and so if you were to vacuum, like you're, like all whatever like is inside of you has air and stuff like that it would basically be sucked out because it's trying to suck up all as much air as possible. Hence the effect effect. Go read World War Z. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. World War Z is fiction. Well, that's true. Yeah, but but the the, the, <laughs> well, the way it's described, it almost seems like some someone takes a vacuum and goes on his face and on his ass and then turns it <laughs> well, on. That's the effect. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, but if you like the, again, like take it with a grain of salt. It is the World War Z was a bit of fiction, but there is some science to it. Um, when, when the bomb was detonated, it basically, like, took out all the air within an area, and so anything within that area that was still, like, like, still had, like, fu- like, f- like, organic, basically got sucked out, so. Well, basically, you'd be crushed. Whatever, just move on. <laughs> just... 
Would it be more <laughs> realistic if a a giant spaceship moved in uh, into orbit, transformed into a robotic maid that had a giant vacuum, God. and held it over an area and went? <laughs> would that sure. be a more accurate way for the the vacuum death to happen? A more hilarious way. Yes, but not really more accurate. No. Damn, that's unfortunate. Anyway, yes, move on. <laughs> I'm apparently outnumbered already. Yeah, I'm outnumbered already. Yeah. So, as I just look up the vacuum effect. <laughs> oh, really? You're gonna be that guy? Yeah, we're, we're on uh, Wikipedia. We're critically silly on the show, are we? Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't have known. Continue. Mm-hmm. Well, you're you're still talking about right, the story, yeah, so I gotta wait. All right. If you don't hold your breath, the loss of external pressure would cause the gas inside your lungs to expand, which will rupture the lungs and release air into the circulatory system. First thing to do if you ever find yourself in expel the uh, into the vacuum of space is to exhale. That's not what I wanted. So lungs exploding. Okay, that's not your pals being. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I really want to find, want him to find absolutely no information. <laughs> Found it. I think. <laughs> Reference to World War Z. God damn it! <laughs> I'm actually looking up World War Z just for it. Yeah, okay. World War Z debunked. The vacuum thing is because at the very least that might have been like the like where this person got this idea from for the whole vacuum. Okay. Because when you think about it, what went wrong? If there is some sort of a device that goes past someone, like, I'm going to think about it like this. I'm going to throw this little device in front of you and it detonates. And it has a strong enough vacuum to, to quote-unquote, suck out your insides. Wouldn't it just kind of pull you against it? Yes. <laughs> and then, like, at that point, it might suck, like, if it's pulling you eye first. It might suck your eye out? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's weird to think that it could cause an area around you like at the edges yeah. of an entire area to have suction power but even then it would be like okay if I'm going to throw another sphere at you this one puts a dome around you and around all edges of the dome is a very powerful suck effect Yeah. so in that case it would literally just draw and quarter you because it would be pulling your body in all different locations and you, yeah. you'd be pulled in every direction and you'd die yeah it's. I just don't. I don't understand how to make it so. Like, I can't. Like, I think specifically was, your yeah. intestines only come out. Yeah. Well, I think it was like. I mean, yeah, it says intestines, but I think it was like most of his internal organs were kind of like starting to go either way, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's weird that it could target the internals mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Well, it's because like they're coming through like. It's not so much the, the way I saw it is like they're basically it's affecting his internal organs because those are the most like squishy, the most malleable stuff. But like also, and like the reason why they're coming out the mouth and the ass is because those are the only entryways out into the uh, the body. I understand that that is fine, but I don't understand how it's affecting only the insides and not the outsides. Also. This has nothing to do with the creepypasta. <laughs> it does, because we're talking about the plausibility of, and the impossibility of how this kid died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he didn't die because of a World War Z bomb. No, no, I'm not he talking died about, because... I'm using the World War Z bomb because that's the only reference I have um, to this kind of effect. I know, and but like, I for all we know, 
a creature could have delicately reached down his throat and pulled his intestines out. And, delica- yeah, yeah. and delicately like, yeah. reached out of his ass and pulled his intestines out. Sure, okay. We'll go yeah. with that then. Cool, we can yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, mainly because I'm I'm not going to sit through basically a, a wiki page and try and find this yeah. thing. So okay, um, so <laughs> all right, I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not with you guys on this, but I'm willing to concede for now. We will discuss the potential flaws or realistic. Yeah, we're not even the, yeah, we're not in the rundown yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm on part two. <laughs> I am. Right, okay, so uh, well, part five, story two. Um, so, No Sleep Veteran, who I'm going to refer to as NSV, yeah, which mm-hmm. makes sense, says uh, he reads No Sleep and is glad that SAR is letting the truth get out. The Forest Service is doing an actual great job covering up all the horrible shit that's happening there. Um, the Upside Down Stairs are a thing now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. creepier to NSV, because they're upside down. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. If any reason, it, it kind of. Oh, he specifically says the no, no, creepier. No, no, to him, I know. But... Yeah, yeah, I know. And again, I guess let, I'm much like clowns and whatnot. Like, if you find that creepy, like, yeah, well, I guess like, like to each their own, really. I, guess, I just, I don't. Okay, here's the thing. I understand it because in their line of work, they see stairs all the time, and they're and, all, and, and they're kind of yeah. creepy. But they get it, and they see it all the time. If you see any variance to that, then it's like, like uh, what's going on exactly, here? Yeah. Yeah. But, but they're already seeing variants because every set of stairs is different. Well, different yeah, but material. But, yeah, but now, but now we're starting to see them like they're for some reason they're they're now inverting the the thing. Yeah. Like yeah. The so thing. instead of the spaceship landing, going, it's like, oh god, upside <laughs> 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 down, or the big fat alien is actually just underground now. Ah, he's, 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 or he's lying on his back with his <laughs> yeah, and he just like he just merged with the ground. Like, he just he just like basically clipped through the ground, a and little. he's expecting people to defy gravity and walk down. He doesn't understand humans. Yeah, fair enough. Like, okay. Um, I also kind of yeah. Like, I was actually when I saw when I heard this is like all right. There goes our entire idea about the UFO. Unless the UFO cra- for some reason did a, like <laughs> like it did like a couple of flips and it landed. <laughs> And they ended up on it. Or it already place. landed normally, but they had to do an emergency takeoff. It's like, oh shit, uh, the stairs are still connected. Fuck it. <laughs> it flipped it. Disconnect. It flipped the stairs, but they got away. Yeah. Either way, continuing the rundown, um, uh, NSV thinks he saw the faceless man, a.k.a. Mexican Slender Man, a.k.a. Mugged Hiker with his ski mask frozen on backwards, which yeah. I have uh, shortened down to uh, Masumfub. <laughs> <laughs> That theory no longer kind of works. But I know. I'm, all, I'm well aware. Yeah. But either way. And, you'll find, and we'll find out why. Yes. Um, so he has a past experience with a random rookie wandering off nearly falling down a cliff. So um, He never wants that to happen again. Exactly. So when he hears someone walking around, when they're all sleeping, out in the woods, he gets up. Yeah. Uh, he calls the person to turn around and come back. They don't. He follows the person for a mile until he comes to a river. He shines his pocket knife flashlight at the guy. The guy's breathing weird. Like, if someone was pretending to breathe. Yeah. So, like, his shoulders were super exaggerated and, yeah. Like, he's fake breathing. Um, he raises the light higher and he sees that the guy has no face. Yeah. So, um, NSV is scared, stumbles back. Um, some fub seemingly teleports in front of him as he does that. And then uh, Mexican Slender Man's throat opens to form a mouth. <laughs> to, to which I to which my thought was, 
oh god, it's a fleshy Pesma dispenser. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's silly or creepy. It would be pretty creepy. Yeah. Because, like, it's, like, right across the throne. Ear up to the ear, ear of the throat. Yeah, yeah like, just, his whole head hinges back. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it does that to, quote-unquote, smile at him. Yeah. Uh, NSV runs away, and the man with no face didn't follow him. NSV oh. passed it off as his imagination at the time and goes back to bed. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I got, I got a bunch of thoughts for that for that whole. That oh yes, yeah. so we, so we'll we will to, go yeah. into thoughts. Yeah, I know. I, I wanted I wanted to comment, but yeah, no, we should get this through. Keep going. Yeah, well, there's there's no harm chiming in if there's something we all yeah. agree on and want to talk about quick. So either way, uh, part five, story three. So sorry, sharing ghost stories with a group of people. Um, one woman from Maine, who I'm going to refer to as Maine woman. Um, <laughs> or Steph- Stephanie King. Huh? Stephanie King. Why? Because her name's because Maine, and and Stephen King country. That's true. <laughs> anyway, she's, also, she's also secretly Stephanie from from Black Day. Oh, I see. Okay. So, Maine woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. No, it's just, it's just what happened. Yeah, no, I know. It's fine. Anyway, um, tells one of her child uh, story of her childhood from back in northern Maine. So, Maine woman and so Maine girl back then, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and her friend, um, Maine friend girl. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> they don't have names, of course. Um. They often played in the woods behind their houses, but only up to a mile out because their parents said never go back more than that, but they never said why. Yeah. Uh, main girl and main friend girl made stories about bears as big as houses out there and scared each other often. I would like to just interject. It, it, the, the reason why it's not mentioned is because uh, it's not so much that it's like they never like they never get an answer. It's just kind of an unspoken rule in the entire neighborhood to just not talk about whatever what's, yeah. beyond, what's deeper in the woods. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like... Almost like a, a normal or like a mundane, consp- almost like like conspiratorial, but like it's like a small town conspiratorial thing. Like mm-hmm. we don't talk about what's beyond the beyond the mile in the woods. Yeah, it's like the stairs; they're there. Yeah. You don't talk about exactly. Them, you know? Yeah, Just, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe that's why this story came up, or why this was mentioned in regards to this whole story. So maybe, but um, yeah. Once some yeah. of there were massive storms, knocked down trees, caused forest fires. Um, uh, firefighters who went to deal with it came back, quote-unquote, shell-shocked uh, from what they saw. They didn't talk about it, and they promptly left town after. Yep. Adults told the, are told that the woods are safe again, so a main girl and main friend girl go back out. They decide to go further into the forest area, defying their parents because they wanted to see the fire area. Yep. They see a skeleton of a deer under a burnt tree. Antlers are weird. Uh, main friend girl wants to bury it, but main girl says no because that's weird. Um, yeah, specifically the antlers are weird. Yeah. And I, I'm honestly trying, uh, the only thing that keeps popping in my head is just like the, the antlers are all just like coiling around each other, almost like a weird like collage thing or like some weird like web <laughs> or something, or maybe like they somehow melted because of the heat. Probably. But spoilers, there's a red fish. <laughs> it's red hair. So it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Does I think matter? I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> you have respond. Excellent. So, um, uh, so they hear yelling, and they think it's the parents, so they hide. And then it turns out it's a man with a red face yelling for help. So main girl gets the first aid kit from main friend girl's backpack. Um, and the man had when the man approaches them, the man his forehead, nose, and lips were gone, like sliced yeah. off and bleeding bad. Uh, the man asked how long he's been gone, asking where his unit was and other things. Um, he saw um, main girl's Walkman yeah. and, w- and screamed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Sorry, uh, try then. Just because, like, did you not do, do you not know why, why, what the significance of that is? No, he's a Confederate soldier. They well, they, they describe the yeah, uniform. He, yeah, they describes the uniform on the guy. It's a gray outfit with the with the with the bands and stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh, so it's a time displaced Confederate soldier. <laughs> also, possibly space time because I'm not. I don't know my American history very well, being Canadian. I don't think the Confederates were that far north. <laughs> okay, but even if that's true, yeah, he saw a square of plastic on a little girl's hip and freaked out because what the fuck that is, is that? Yeah. It makes noise. No, but it was off. I'm yeah, that, okay, yeah, okay. That's that's one. That's the, that's a plot hole. Like if it had been playing or something like that, I could see like what you yeah. Mean. But yeah. Otherwise, it's just a square on the hip. It could just be a he pocket. Just completely know? lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Afterward. Like kind of. And like I, I jumped right to oh, okay because he's seeing something like from the future and it's like oh god what the fuck is that like that's Miscar like yes I assume is, I assume that. that as well but in that situation I don't think that's weird enough yeah you know it's not like she pulled out a fucking lightsaber it's like oh you know you or can like, very clearly or, see or like had like put on some head, like was it hang on I'm gonna listen to some music while I'm while I'm, while I'm patching you up. For here, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this will calm me down. Exactly. Okay, you that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I guess yeah, that does actually kinda of make a little bit a little less sense because it's just a box on her Yeah. Her back, on and her in, side. in that guy's yeah. mind you would assume it's he would assume it's just a pocket or something, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But either way, um yes, sir. uh main girl realizes that he isn't wearing the normal fire fire bleh, firefighting clothing. He has a gray jacket with red lining, weird buttons, and dress pants on, aka Confederate. There you go. I think Confederate. I think I didn't look it up too much. I tried to see if there were specifically old uh, firefighting uniforms like that. Yeah, because that was what my I couldn't find. Just, that was my other. My, like I'm pretty. I'm I'm about 99 percent sure it's Confederate. Yeah, but I'm one percent sure that I, I was one percent unsure because it could have been like maybe one, uh, like a uh, one of the firefighters, but like an old timey firefighter, or, or maybe even just display. He got displaced. Mm-hmm. Like because again, apparently the forests in. North America are just full of time display or space time displacement. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. The uh, uh, again, I was also trying to think of like, I think the South had gray coats or were they brown coats? I you know what um, this weekend I'll be I'll ask my uh, my buddies from uh, from the states because uh, we're going to be doing the uh, monster stock um, with yeah. the maple syrup blood money guys. So I'll ask them. <laughs> okay. Either way. Yes. Either um, way. Main girl opens uh, the first aid kit, mm-hmm. and uh, Sliced Face Man screams to not touch him, or she will force him to go back. And then he runs off. Yeah. Main girl never talks to yeah. main friend girl about it ever again. They, they literally just, like, again, like like everybody else, basically just, that, that was almost like a trigger. Like It, it almost kind of adds a little bit of a psychological or, like, supernatural, maybe not supernatural, but like a psychological, like, trigger to just cover it up. Like, don't talk about it. That's too weird. Your mind just can't... I don't want to comprehend it. I don't want to bother. Just, we're never talking about it again. Like, everybody seems to have that about everything in this in these movies. Yeah. Um, and then we see well, it, like, actually happen to the kids, like, after they encounter this weird shit. Well, in this situation, they are somewhere they're not supposed to be. Yeah. So they're not going to tell people anyways. Yeah, that's true. Because if they tell the parents... But then they, they just plan. never go to the woods again. And they, they, they're still friends, but they never go into... They never hang out in the woods. Yeah. But that's the end of that one. So yeah. we're on to uh, part six. Cool. Part six, story one. So Sar, when um, he or she, because I haven't determined... Did we determine I, the gender? I, I think we okay. did later on in this. We, yeah, later in this one, there is a name dropped. 
And I was like, is that Sar? I think it was Russ or something. Yeah, Russ. Yeah. yeah. But, I, there, but were, there were five, there were five there. people there. However, I would assume the person telling the story is telling it to our narrator. But that is, that really, that it, it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Regardless, but, it's yeah. Sar. <laughs> I'm going to leave yeah. it as Sar for now. Yeah. So, um, Sar, when um, they started there as a rookie, talking with a friend at a party. Both were drunk. So, um, Frank Drend, which is, uh, I'm, yeah, was, I, I I'm calling you. drunk friend, is like, shit's weird out there, yo. Um, and, um, talking about... <laughs> My motto for this entire series. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, talking about how weird it is when people die where they shouldn't be dying. So, Frank Drend tells a story about how there was a call in about a, a body laying in a pool of blood right in the middle of a clear open trail. Yep. An elderly man... Back of his head caved in, no rocks around, no blood trail, no splatters. But the other walkers around when it happened, apparently, but they didn't hear anything. And yeah. that's about it. Yeah, like the only way he could have died was if he smashed his back of his head on, on some rocks from falling or something like that. But there were no rocks. But there's no rocks, there's no, and nobody was there, like, there's no, like, blood like, trail outward. So yeah, there would have been, like, like, an impact. It's like he was just something. walking and then, but, like, then the, the thing just vanished, whatever, like, fell. Or, or it's almost as if, like, because there wasn't even a blood splatter from, like, him, somebody getting hit, whacking him in the back of the head. It was just, like, his head just caved in and died. Yeah. Like, and It's again, not like it exploded, out because that would have put a, a scatter pattern behind yeah, him. Yeah, it was just like, him. oh, and now you're the... Or it's like, cut scene now, and then insert the scene now, and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's what happened. So that's weird. Anyways, uh... Uh, so part six, story two. Star, um, talking about a 20-year-old kid with Down syndrome that got lost. Yep. Uh, the family lost sight of him, which was weird because the kid was always close to his mom, uh, but then lost sight and then he's gone. Uh, they bring the family in, they describe the lost kid. Sar calls in the police for help because, um, of it being an urgent case, because the kid had Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't find him after day one. They call in a chopper for day two. They find him at the bottom of a little canyon with his spine broken and legs broken. Yep. Um... You feeling that, Mikey? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, my back! Oh, God! <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, I described that so elegantly. <laughs> I am a wordsmith. It's, 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 like, it's like when you watch a movie and like, somebody gets a nut shot, and you're like, ooh! Yeah, yeah. Except Either this way. is a lot more, more serious and yeah. dark. Either way, Sar knows that um, the kid isn't going to make it. Well, when he's in the chopper with yeah. him, taking him to a hospital. So he asks him why he wandered off, and the kid says it's because the little sad boy wanted him to come play. Um, and how the boy wanted to trade so he could go home. Um, the kid dies in the chopper while talking uh, about wanting to see his mother, and that's uh, it. Yeah. It's sad times. And that was Sar... Was that Sar? Sar witnessed that, yeah. Um, uh, part 6, story 3. So, um, a senior SAR officer, who I'm re- going to refer to as a senior, yeah. um, uh, he helped c- recover a kid. Wait. No. Wait. He helped. No. Senior, who is a senior officer who helped SAR recover from the Down syndrome kid situation. Right, yeah. He helped him deal with it, the grief and all that. Tells a story that happened uh, during the recession. Uh, the park sold a plot of land to a logging company. Because they needed the money. The loggers start, and they get a call that they needed supervisors out there right away. Um, the loggers are all around a tree that they cut down. The foreman comes over to Senor and uh, asks him if this is some kind of joke. 
that they bought this land fair and square. You, should, you guys shouldn't be fucking with us. And they're like, what the fuck? Confused, Senior Order goes to look, and um, the tree is rotten on the inside and hollowed out, with a fresh, severed human hand fused into the opening. Uh, Senior is thinking that the loggers are the ones trying to tell a funny joke, um, but the foreman says that if Senior leaves, he will tell everyone about it, so he knows that they're serious about this. The cops come, ask for the loggers to cut the hand free, cops take it away, area's closed off, they do a big investigation and learn nothing. And they never sell land again. To that them. as well. Yeah. Because that shit's fucked up, yo. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, part six, story four. I know which one this one is. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm referring to this character as Tourette's Sar. Does he swear a lot? Often. Yes. A lot. Right, yeah, he does. A yeah. lot. So, um, swapping stories with Sar while they're drunk around a campfire. That might be partially why he's swearing all the time, but either way. Right, yeah, he's trying to um, While they're at a, at a training seminar. So, Tourette's Sar and his partner were out finding a mountain lion den after concert reportings. The partner's laughing at him because of how pissed off it's making him. Um, having to deal with him constantly because it's quite often. They find a den, radio it in. And they ask to confirm it. Which means like, he has to... Which means he has to go and step in some shit, literally. He has to find, basically, more evidence than just the den. Yeah. That it's actually still there. Yeah, so he means, like, literally, he would have to find yeah. a part like, of... Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. There it is. All right. Yeah, it's here. Boom. Yeah, it's because it's physical evidence. You can come yeah, back no, and say yeah, this that's is what I'm the shit. Like, they have to find physical evidence to make sure that it's still in that den. Like, it's still living there. Yeah. yeah. So they can't... He can't see any shit, so he says, fuck it. Um... The uh, the partner goes to take a piss. Tourette's are, um just watches a uh, what he thinks will be a fox den because he loves foxes and he thinks they're super cute. Yeah. Um, here's <laughs> he specifically. <laughs> no, said I, that, know, I know, I know. I'm laughing at that because yeah, that, I remember that. Also, uh, I was like, like fucking mountain lions. I fucking well, hate them. Ooh, at this, foxes uh, are I, cute. I do believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't like they don't actually. There's no actual like sightings of of mountain lions, but they've been hearing mountain lions. They've been hearing weird noises, which they are assuming is mountain lions. In the area. Um, and that's why they went out to check. What I assumed them. is they kept having sightings and hear, like and hearing of them. Well, but this one is potentially just... Um, uh, the, like the hearing. The hearing, hearing yeah. Went, yeah. But either yeah. way, it's been constant mountain lion related yeah, no, exactly. calls. Yeah. So, um, either way. Partner goes to take a piss. Uh, Tourette's Sara is watching a fox den because he wants to see if there's a fox in there. He hears noises on the other side of the tree he's at. So he cocks his pistol. He sees a man... Flipping through the woods. Backflipping forever. <laughs> missing every tree, every log, and coming toward him. Uh, he points his gun at him and tells him to stop where he is. He doesn't. He continues flipping. Uh, he shoots a warning shot ahead of him, and the flipper turns around and flips back into the woods. That's yep. it. <laughs> yep, no, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's probably one of my favorite supernatural, or like, fucked up but silly stories in this. Yeah. Next to the moose. Like, like the moose thing's realistic. This is just what? Hi. Yeah, the <laughs> like, backflipper. It's and I, I do have some words about that. The backflip man. Have you named him the backflip man? Yeah, me too. <laughs> the backflip man. The backflip man. The backflip man. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No worries. Crazy. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Part seven, story one. So craft dinner's back. Yeah, <laughs> I love craft dinner. Except she's not because she's it's craft dinner's friend. Ah, oh, that's true. So craft uh, dinner's friend. Uh, whose name is H on Skype, or Han Skype, as I'm, I'm shorting it down to, because it's H on Skype, which is Han Skype. 
You're welcome. Anyways, um, <laughs> Star calls uh, Han Skype, and Han Skype is. Uh, and the story is Han Skype and his friend Nolan, when they were kids, went camping together with their families. Yeah, this isn't okay. So, a little bit more context. Um, Kate, he asks Katie about the Wendigo stuff, and she tr- she moves. She gives him. She points him in the direction of Han Skype. Yes. Um, who tells her? Who who has a, has a similar story. story about something about Wendigo? Correct. Yes. Which is because, what this is about. Because Kraft and her didn't want to talk yeah, about the Wendigo situation that she yes. was in. Where she because potentially was, converted to cannibalism. Exactly, where she almost succumbed to the spirit of cannibalism. Yes. Yes. Either way, um, so Hans Skype's dad had an RV, but uh, Hans Skype and Nolan camped outside, just outside um, of yeah, the camping they area because they, they didn't want to be... Well, well they wanted to go the, fishing. Before, this oh, before really? that. Okay, sorry. Um, they, sw- they just didn't want to camp inside the RV. They still wanted to actually be camping, oh, yeah, yeah. so they were just yeah. outside the camping zone. Um, so when they're... T- when they go back there when they're 12, they decide they want to go try night fishing over at the river. So they camp a third of a mile out, out of earshot and eye shot of the RV. Um, Nolan has a flint, so he starts fires in a way that Han Skype hasn't seen. He's like, hey, that's cool, yay. I'm going to go burn a few things, too. Yeah. So they do that. Then um, when they're sitting around the fire, Han Skype sees something enter the water at the other side of the river. Thinks it's a deer because of the antlers, but it's kind of weird so, um, it waded into the water and it started to cross the river, seeming to come directly towards them. Yeah. Uh, Hanskype asks Nolan what they should do, and Nolan tells him to just sit down and shut up. So, Nolan starts talking about TV shows and such, focusing on talking and not the creature. Yeah. Uh, the deer creature wasn't a deer at all, actually, and was walking on two legs, walking weird like he was unbalanced forward. The return of Deer Guy. <laughs> yeah, basically, Deer Guy. Um, uh, Hans Skype is freaked out, but uh, Nolan punches him and, and sits sits him down, yeah. tells him to shut up again, whispering him to tell him to not talk to it or listen to it. Yeah. Um, with the creature right behind Nolan, they, they keep talking until he runs out of things to talk about. Then Hans Skype can actually hear it speaking because they're not talking anymore. Hardly able to hear it over the sound of the fire. Uh, Hans Skype leaned in, and so did the creature. The light sh- um, from the fire showed the creature's face and it, how it had clouded, dead-looking eyes. Uh, Hans Skype and Nolan at the same time just got up and fucking booked it at yeah. that point. And um, pre- previously to that, Hans Skype pissed his pants yeah. when he saw the thing's face. So when he's running away, he decides to take his pants off and throw them in the bushes <laughs> while he's running. Uh so they went back the next day to see if there's anything there, and there's nothing there. Yeah. And the reason that uh, Nolan was telling him information is because like someone told him, I believe his grandfather. So where they're him. situated um, is near a, res- a native reserve. Yes. Um, up north uh, in northern state, I think it's Oregon or something like that. Oregon or something. Anyways, um, the west coast. Um, but um, but it's not on the reserve. It's just on some land near yeah. and stuff. So, there's some credence to that. I think it also is kind of implied that Nolan is part native or something. Yeah, I believe so. So, like, that's why his, where his grandfather came... Like, like his grandfather's knowledge came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, this is clear... To me, this is, like, Wendigo slash Goatman or Deer Guy. Yeah. Because, for some reason, like, uh, like there's a lot of, like, creature. There's a lot of Goatman stories or, like, Antlered Men stories in... North America. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know. interesting. Well, it's also like um, like 
I don't like you see like depictions of like shamans and medicine men and so that they have like deer headdresses and so yeah, that too yeah. like just depictions and stuff so yeah something like that some kind of weird like creepy beast man in the woods or something did you actually see it as a man I saw it as a as a maybe like a proto man thing like kind of like a like a like humanoid but like I saw it as we never literally... saw a face so we always saw eyes like the, the face was actually shadowed so it was um, like it, it, just, it describes it like the only thing that the guy actually yeah. sees is the eyes so I just see the honestly I just saw this creepy humanoid silhouette like some dark form like you don't see really any features aside from the fact that there's antlers and literally just like over the guy's head it's like and for, and for because and just like I half expected him to be like shh <laughs> like just put his finger put his finger to its mouth to its yeah. face and just like it's like a horrible, disgusting claw that's yeah, like exactly. twitching. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was like that whole, like, uh, it's like, yeah, that is the quintessential Wendigo ghost man monster story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually kind of reminded me of um, the Anansi Goat Man to a, to a slight degree. Maybe not the Goat, no, the Anansi Goat Man, but like, that kind of thing, though. Like, the goat, like, again, like, the antlered, an encounter with an antlered humanoid. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, part seven, story two. They're um, out at a restaurant, five of them, Yeah, talking. So the first one that has a story is um, a painter. And um, pre- right before this, they mentioned that there's uh, five of them there. So I refer to this one as Fifth Wheel Painter. Because there's five people at a restaurant. It's kind of weird, but it's a Fifth Wheel kind of situation. Yeah. But either way, um, he's uh, painting an information booth at his park. A voice suddenly asks for direction to the campsite. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5WP. I'm shortening up. Fuck it. Um, I just call him the painter. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> tells him that there's uh, there's a campsite a few miles down the road, but doesn't go doesn't turn around and looks at the man. Yeah, and the guy just never, and he doesn't turn. He doesn't. He doesn't hear the walk away. Can I? Can sorry, I? Sorry, yeah, run sorry. down. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he doesn't hear him run, walk away. <laughs> the next line you took I know sorry I'm sorry <laughs> so he assumed he was still there yeah. he asked him again uh, so is there something else you need but there's no answer so he turns around to look at him and he sees a man with no face uh, he stumbles a bit on the ladder a bit shocked and scared and he's about to say something but he feels something quote unquote pop in his brain and um, the guy looks normal he's just a dude mm-hmm. um, the man asks him if he's okay and uh, the painter says yeah I'm, I'm fine so the man asks directions again. Painter points uh, him towards it. The man continues to ask him if he could take him there because he has, isn't from around here. Um, he keeps asking, so the painter knows that like something's going on here. Like this guy's gonna fucking kill me or something. So he says he can't take him in the company car. He takes out his cell phone and he offers to call a taxi, but the man just goes nope. Just speed walks out of there immediately as soon as he mentions that. As soon as so, he pulls up the phone. Basically. Yeah, as soon as he pulls up the phone, it says he's going to call a taxi. It's so, like, technology. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, he stops painting at that point and just gets to his truck, bailing on the whole situation. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah, so when he's driving away in his rearview mirror, he sees the guy with uh, no face again. Like, his face is actually gone again at, in the tree lines. And he sees him just take this big step back into the trees, like, quote-unquote, he just melted away into the trees. Yeah, vanished into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Also, when you re- okay, when you read that, did, did he see like see the guy like faceless through the through the mirror? Yes. So I wonder if if he had looked back, I like, turned around and saw him, he would have seen the face. But if because he saw him through the mirror, it showed the true faceless version of him. 
Maybe. Just or just he's out of range. Oh, maybe that too. Yeah, out of the, out of whatever. I'm assuming psychic range. Yeah. He's bring back the flesh gate all over again. <laughs> So, uh, story three, part seven. Um, trail scouting Sar, or... Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I understand you're going to give them stupid names. Okay, yeah, just fine. keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're wasting daylight. It's, it's TSS, but either way. Um, was out uh, deciding on where to put a trail. So, while he's focusing on the ground while he's walking, so he's not really paying too much attention to what's ahead of him, because he hasn't seen people in two hours... So he's literally out in the middle of nowhere with no trails. He crests a hill and bumps into a guy. And it's an older guy. Um, uh, says he's sorry to the guy and backs up. But the old man doesn't say anything. And he, and he has a huge face. Like, not his head is right. big, but his face is massive like, on his head. The facial features are ex- mm-hmm. like, almost like bloat, like, like zoomed, like, or like... Um, like spherized or whatever in Photoshop. Yeah, it's but almost like, within like the confines of a face. It's almost like you take the face, like like I said in Photoshop, and stretch it all the way out. So yeah. like the eye, he has like hammerhead situation with yeah. his eyes, but they're like up here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, huge head. The old man keeps walking and just hurried up and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, uh, feeling that that the old man would just pop up behind him if he doesn't. And that's the end of that story. Uh, part seven, story four. I believe this is the the painter again. The painter pipes up again about a stair-related story because Sar brings up the stairs and everyone's like, eh, no, 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 and he's like, well, actually. <laughs> yeah, but he eventually pipes up and he says, um, him and his girlfriend were out camping and they couldn't get to sleep because of a weird grinding noise. Um, you know, that grinding noise. We all knew what he meant. Yeah, um, uh, either way. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Either way, um... He told her that the grinding noise is normal. It goes away soon. And he mentions it to all the other star, star people that they already know about it, too. And yeah. it's a common thing that everyone knows about. Um, so they eventually get to sleep. But the painter wakes up two, year, two years later. Two hours <laughs> later, which is a little less weird. But uh, his girlfriend is gone. So he gets out of the tent, and she's standing just at the edge of the tree line. Pale, and just standing there. So um, he calls to her, nothing happens, so he goes over to her, and it's seeming like she's sleepwalking, but with her eyes open. Yep. She's in a trance. And she says, Eddie, I have to go. It's here. So Eddie, the painter, uh, tries to bring her back to the tent, but she won't move. There's stairs beyond, like, beyond, like she's staring at stairs. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah, I was about to say it, but either way. Um, oh, just, oh, sorry. So she starts walking towards the stairs, and uh, so... When he's seeing this, he tries harder, and he actually ends up waking her up and scaring the shit out of her because of because of doing that. Asking him what the hell's going on, he says that she was just sleepwalking, and they go back to sleep, and everything's done there. Yep. So the stairs are kind of up in their game a little bit here, in that now it's now pulling. We're actually getting evidence that it's pulling people to it, or at least luring. I'm, I assumed he was doing that the entire time. I mean, be it could be, yeah, but, yeah, but we've never. Like, this is the first time we've actually seen it in action. Because, like, there's been people dead around the stairs constantly, and everyone who sees them wants to know about it. Yeah, but we've never actually, like, this way, this one, uh, to me anyway, uh, like, the all the previous ones, we've never actually seen why people have gone to the stairs. Like, they usually do it, like, either, like, out of curiosity, not that they're pulled to it, like in this case. But, again, we should, sorry. But also, for all we know, he could have been telling his girlfriend about the stairs. So she could have already known about it. 
and asked him about it previously. It's like these stairs there in the forest, seriously, and didn't believe him. And then when then when they're out there, she actually sees it. And it's like wow, there's actually stairs yeah, there. I have to go see them. But she's in a trance in this in this scenario, like and she's like saying like almost like like autonomously. It's like I have to go. Like uh, as, 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 yeah, uh, like I don't know. To me, that screams more like possession, almost like oh, yeah. kind of dominating the mind of the person and po- or possessing them or like enthralling them like less just even like yeah. fanatical curiosity yeah I know because he snapped her out of it and everything but yeah. either way mm-hmm. um, so part 7 story 5 an unknown person continues I'm not sure who continues one of the is it one of the five friends or yeah it's okay. in the same um, restaurant situation but it doesn't say who but either way oh okay. uh, a, this is a story about a dis- disabled kid but not the previous one no not the down syndrome yeah. kid some other one um, he was missing, and he came back a week later. When he was questioned about what happened to him, since he was missing for a week, he said that he was watching his dad build a fire. Then the stairs, quote-unquote, came up to him. And that he had to go or something bad would happen. He kept repeating, like the campfire. Like the campfire, repeatedly, over and over and over when he was uh, telling people this story. Yeah. He was mentioning sounds, but he couldn't say what sounds. Just that it was loud and he had to cover up his ears to keep the sound out. Yep. The cops asked him where he'd been and the kid said that he was right here, pointing at himself. The kid said that he wasn't scared because the stairs were there and they talked to him. But not like people talk. But he was gone for a week and he came back perfectly fine with a speck of dirt on him and he was well fed. Mm-hmm. So, same kind of situation. Yep. We're on to the last part now. Yep. Part 8, story 1. Very short part. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a runaway woman who didn't have a great home life. They got called in to look for her to see if she's hung herself or something, because it might be that kind of situation. And they only find half of her tongue and a quarter of her jaw in very clean cuts. But they know it's her. Yeah. DNA testing. Yeah. I, uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's some part of my notes. I just want to double check. Yeah. Is that... Are we at that level where we can like pinpoint exactly what who a person is by like what? like with yeah, DNA and stuff? Really? Okay. Blood, yeah. yeah. I just like it seems so like just through this entire series, and it's been bugging me all. Basically, this one sparked the the, the like just basically it was the the hay, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. We keep getting these char- these like these victims that are like a pelvic bone or a thumb or something like 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 something really small part of them or like half a tongue, and I'm just like. If there's a speck of blood, they can get. Okay, I guess, yeah, I guess we are yeah. at that level of, in civilization where we can, or with science, that we can basically forensics yeah. somebody from, like, a small bit of tissue. It just um, seems Blood really... is essentially, like, another way of doing a thumbprint. I think, yeah, I think no. with this one, it was really just kind of, like, it was... I, I, like, I'll just get to quickly, like, do the quote here. Go for it. Sorry, it's just... No, go for it. It was bugging me. Okay. It took them a while, but they did find her. Well, not all of her. Just half her tongue and a quarter of her lower jaw. I think that just needs to be written differently for me, just personally, because it's like, we found her. Well, not all of her. We found her tongue, and I was like, <sighs> like, it just, the, like, it just felt like it's like, we, the, like, the way it was read, the way I read it, and the way, it, to me, it was written, it felt too much like it was like, we found her, and then we knew exactly it was her, even though it was half her tongue, and... Yeah. But you also but yeah, have to remember, no, I, this I, is yeah. a recounting a of yeah. a person saying this. Yeah. yeah. And that is a way that you'd say it. It's like, we I know, eventually it's just, found her, but it was only this little bit. I know, it was just, yeah. it kind of bugged me. Yeah. And, I, yeah. It, and it, it's kind of been, like, the way this entire story has gone. Like, 
and I don't know if it's it, maybe it's just a, a, like a, a personal like irk that I just need to let go. But it's just like okay, maybe like say it's like we we found out it was her after some tests. Or we found out what the remains were her after. Are you saying you would like more information and you, you don't think it, it works with leaving things up to assumptions? Is that what you're saying? Are you telling me that? Are you, tell, are you telling me that? Yes. For this instance. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make... I I was so to clarify, I don't know there. why, but it was this story, like this particular part of this. I was actually kind of okay with it throughout the rest of the story of the series, but this one just kind of like it's like okay, <sighs> table flip, the fuck. <laughs> like I don't know why it, it bugged me so much when I read it. It just like it. it I just felt like it, they should have written it slightly, like given a little, just a few words more to say that like. After some tests, they had found out that it was uh, it was her. But I don't I like I don't even know. And honestly, like, in my mind, I don't even know if that's actually what should happen. Like in terms of, I don't even think it's an editing thing because I honestly think this like the line probably is fine the way it is. It's just when I it for some reason just really bugged me in this instance. I don't know. There's like. You know, just people kind of know these things. It's common yeah, I know. knowledge. I, I get it, yeah. And that's, no. again, why I'm saying that, like, I don't even think it should be changed. It's yeah. just my personal, like, when I read it, I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> you table flipped on it, though. I, I don't know what happened. It was just like, like... There's there's so many situations in movies where there's, like, a killer. And they're always... They have to, like, wear gloves all the time and be super clean about yeah, everything. Because no. if they drop a skin flake, they can find out it's them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I, I don't know why so just, a, a it was piece like, of a jaw like, is actually a lot of information like a pelvic bone a spinal uh, like a, a piece of spinal column blah, 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 like, yeah. like somebody's like half somebody's head or like, or like somebody's like a, a two year old's lower jaw and then like this one is just like half a tongue what the fuck I don't know why it bugs me so much it's, just <laughs> it's like, like it's a nail clipping even a nail clipping you could probably find out yeah who it's exactly from. I just like I, I, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> it's fine. I, I don't know why it bugged me so much. It's like, I, for a brief instance, I felt like you when you're like, why is there no more, more inf- not enough information? It's like, and it's not even like, I don't even need a whole lot of information. I just like, it just, yeah. it bugged me that like, um, because like, it took me about five, five seconds after reading it to realize they had done some tests. But at the same time, I was also like, I'm not that fluent with forensics, so mm-hmm. I don't know how how advanced our forensics are. Like, yeah. I was like, is this believable mm-hmm. or not? And yeah. then I guess, yeah, it, like CSI has taught us enough, I guess that like, yeah, yeah I guess you can find out. It's just I don't know why it bugged me so much. It's fine. <laughs> Pretty much every time that I do this, I'm like, I need more information. It's usually just give me two extra words yeah. that just cement things, you know? Okay, so I it's think I finally situation. understand. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually on the same page on this, at least a little bit. <laughs> you understand. That's good. Yeah. So, part eight, story two. Yeah. There's a hunter in the woods trying to sleep. I don't know who's telling this story. I didn't write it down. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> it's probably... Oh, no, no. Okay, it's it's Sar talking about a guy, because uh, he's like, uh, like, basically shit's hitting the fan in terms of, like, what like people are seeing more and more sightings and stuff, or people are talking about the sightings more and more, mm-hmm. and like there's this hunter guy's been on the on the radio, right, like, coast to coast, correct, like, all those like George Norrie kind of things. Yes, okay, yeah. I will continue from there. Yes. Thank you. Um, so he's uh, in the woods trying to sleep in his tent, 
He wakes up because something is scraping against the tent. Yes. He figured it was a coon, but it pushed it pushed its face against the tent, and it was a human-like face. So the hunter kicked the thing in the face through the tent, and it backed up. The uh, hunter opened up the zipper, and, with, and he had his gun with him. At his side, he fired two warning shots. The The hunter hears a branch snap. Well, he gets out. Yeah. The hunter hears a branch snap behind him. He turns around and looks at him, and there's a man sitting there at the edge of the campsite. The man is naked and without human flesh. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, not, he's, he's a man-like thing. <laughs> he's not exactly a man. <laughs> when you quickly look around, you see a man yeah, shape. he's a man shape. You first assume it's, a, yeah. it's a man. Yeah. But he's naked with no human flesh at all. Uh, he was made like he's an, an amalgamation of raw meat and hair so, put together into the vague shape of a man. Uh, it opened its mouth and it made the sound of his two gunshots. And then it made the sound that his tent zipper made. And then he ran away. Yeah. Did like, he the, the amalgamation yeah, no, he ran away. Yeah, no, yeah. I was just like... Did, okay, yeah, he fired two warning shots. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, this one, like, I kind of... He did shoot first. No, no, I guess <laughs> I, I was wondering... I, I'd forgotten if he had shot, like, up in the air or if he would shot at the creature. Now warning But no, shots. yeah, I, I actually have the entire paragraph because I'm going to quote it later. Fuck. <laughs> um, because, yeah... I'm, I'll get until later. Yeah, okay. I'll just, okay. We're almost done. Yes, yeah, <laughs> almost done. Last, okay, last one for the rundown. Part 8, story 3. So, a couple is climbing up to the peak of a mountain. Yeah. Uh, they're taking turns looking through some... Binoculars. I didn't write that down. Either, but I, <laughs> what I wrote down was taking turns looking up at... Oh, okay, well, it doesn't matter. They're yes. looking through some binoculars, taking turns looking up at a climber who is climbing to the top of the peak ahead of them. With He has no climbing gear on, but he's doing it. Uh, the hiker turns when he reaches the top, waving e- exaggeratingly at them, and then he snaps in half at the waist, sideways, <laughs> and then jumps off the peak. Like, his upper bo- his upper half and his lower half jump together. Uh, they didn't see where he landed. Sar said that he'd look into the story, but he didn't, because there were, like, ten other reports of this exact thing yeah, happening, this thing, this guy's, because this, this climber is well-known. This, guy's, a le- this guy's an er- like, a, like basically a, a, a resident of that cliff. Or mm-hmm. that, that, those hills. I was just like, I. It's comical when you say that when you when you describe but you it. See but at the same time, I'm thinking about that and like I would be sh- I would literally piss my pants. Yeah. If that fucking happened, like I just like honestly, that's something out of my one of my nightmares. Yeah. Like that kind of like like the, like seeing somebody on the other side of a cliff waving at me and then snapping in half and jumping off. I almost env- I, and I, I I automatically envision that that guy is smiling and he's smiling the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but that is entirely fucking creepy. I imagine he's waving, and then a ninja teleports beside him and goes, What's the odd with him, Katana? And then <laughs> chops him in half. Yeah, and instantly falls. dies, so he can't even change his expression. Yeah. yeah. But then he goes, but, he, but then it loops, and then he comes back. Yes, of course. Similar. Yeah, he's stuck in a time loop. Yeah. <laughs> time loop or a ghost? Like, it's actually just like yeah. a haunting? Essentially. Yeah. But at that point, it's over. But keep a lookout for the book that's in the works. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Yeah. So, that was the rundown at roughly an hour. Yeah, so that was roughly an hour of rundown. Um, Again, it's a long read. Um, There's some good stories in it. But, unfortunately, it comes to an end rather hastily, Mm -hmm. rather annoyingly, because... And from what I... Again, take this with a grain of salt. From what I understand, though, the reason it ended was because think because of Channel Zero, like getting the because of sci-fi getting the rights and stuff, and 
the author um, didn't know, uh, didn't want to continue, or didn't know how to continue, or didn't want be wasn't able to continue. Yeah, but she the, she is working on um, uh, she was working on a, a, a on like getting it published into a book, but that's still kind of like up in the air as to what's going on with that. Actually, from what I've heard, because um, of the I selling the rights, I think so, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm not 100. percent However, she is writing, still writing on like doing like stuff like again this. Uh, what was the, uh, the 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 one that we the, the prequel or the, the the series before that came after this? Late night. Late late night though is is one of his her stories. So she's still working in that world. It's just we're never going to get really another one from Star from Star. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we'll go in after we do our like our whole like spiel's about search and rescue woods. We'll go into our thoughts on Channel Zero's trailer. For Butcher's Block. Fucking hate it. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah. Spoilers. The cultists didn't like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have some grammar Nazis. Not a whole lot. Just a few that stuck. Grammar Nazis? Grammar Nazis. I have a grammar Nazi about your grammar Nazi. Uh, word. <laughs> so, part five, story one, volunteer firefighters uh, story of Kid and Tree. They didn't say anything, but they didn't shout or freak out or anything. I think that has to be that butt has to be removed because it's like they didn't say anything, even or um, oh yeah. So I think it, actually, I think actually the way it should be said is like they didn't say anything. They didn't even shout or freak out at, or anything because like the butt should, doesn't like it yeah. shouldn't be there at all. Um, it's like they didn't say anything, but they didn't shout or scream. <laughs> it's like yeah. Just yeah, well, almost makes the redundant. butt is contradictory. Yeah, so they're saying they didn't scream or anything, or do this or Ex- do that. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. don't need to contradict what you're already saying. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this author likes a lot of joining words, as we established yeah. previously, and whether or not they need to be there. At this point, like I threw my my red armband <laughs> away so so long have, ago. I, actually, this. I only have like. Honestly, like, I only go up to, like, part six for spelling errors. I have two grammar Nazis, because I'm yeah. just like, I don't care. <laughs> the, 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 my last one is actually, and I look at it, it's pretty, it, it's it's actually really... Nip-pick. Yeah, well, it's so nitpicky because the guy's drunk when he's telling it, so it's like, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, part five, story two, inverted staircase and faces camper. True. Uh, remember that guy in our group a few years back who almost fell of the damned mountain? Just really fell off the damned mountain? Missed an F, yeah. yeah. Um, part five, story three, creepy bird forest in Maine. We didn't tell out parents where we were going. We didn't tell our parents where we were going. Yeah. I remember reading that and I'm like, that's a typo I always make. Anyways, (laughs) I forgot to write it down. I wrote that one down. (laughs) Damn it. Uh, part six. Oh, no, I did write down dirt. Cool. (laughs) Uh, part six, story one, mysterious murder on trail. The skull is decimated. Brains are leaking out like custard filling, and, and they, they guys old. Uh, and, they, and, they and they guys, guys and they old. Guys, and they guys old. So, so you figure, yeah, he's probably fell in his head. Yeah. So the guy is yeah. old. Okay, I have no grammar Nazis anymore. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, part six, story two: dying twenty-year-old with Down syndrome. Uh, I reached out to a senior ranger, and who ended up helping me through it. Just remove that and. What? Because yeah. I reached out to a senior ranger who ended up helping me through it. 
They added an and after yeah. for after Ranger. And he also forgot the beginning of that sentence. Oh, sorry. What, because what? of how badly it affected me. Because it's because. I mean... <laughs> no, you don't start with because. Okay, fine. Because, like, you have to be able to take a sentence, and it should be able to stand on its own. So, like, it's like how badly it affected me, I reached it. No, it needs to be continued. Like, it needs to be connected to what it's previously talking about. Gotcha. Or it has to be said or, a different or, way. Or, like, like, I was so I, traumatized I, because of it. Actually, I reached out to a senior ranger because of how badly it affected me, and he ended up helping me through yeah. it. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, part six, story... Three, hand and tree. There was a pretty big investigation, but I know they didn't find get any answers. Just, just get rid of get. <laughs> they didn't or find get it. rid of find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need both essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then part six, story four, backflip man. Do you um, know him? Huh? Do you know him? Do you, you know, know him? the backflip man? The backflip man. The backflip man. <laughs> I love him. I call in and they tell me to confirm if possible, which, you know, just means they want to you to step in a big pile of shit and use it as proof. So, again, I understand this guy's drunk, so what he's saying this, but... Is it to you too? Yeah, he's, yeah, it's like, they want to you to step. Yeah, they want you to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just get rid of that first two. Um, and that's, my, that's why you're on Nazis. Mm-hmm. So, Mikey, the sensory evil. Any Nazis? Oh, you want my grammar Nazis? Yeah, we'll do the Nazis uh, first. All right. all right, let's see here. Uh, good I'm looking at this one, and I'm like, this is probably needs to be worded better. Mm-hmm. So the quote is, I got to the bottom, and I started to get up in the captain's face, asking him who he thought he was, Sending me up there when they knew damn well the kid was dead. <gasps> so that's one it, sentence. Yeah, that's okay. one sentence. It needs more commas or something because the whole ask him him who he thought he was sending me up there when they knew damn well the kid was dead. Like there's no commas. There's no commas in that. Oh, yeah, it, should, it should be like asking him who the hell he was. In sending me up there, you know, kind yeah. of deal. Yeah. Damn. Mm. It's just... I missed that. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit about comics. I think I remember, like, seeing one that I thought was a, a run-on sentence, but then as I, like, it was like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. If I'm actually stumbling over it, I'll mention it. Yeah. But considering I was writing down an entire rundown, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Part six. Already on part six. <laughs> wow. I guess, yeah. I, I, it's just grammar yeah. Nazi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Someone comes into the VC freaking about about some guy who's lying in the middle of the path in the giant pool of blood. Damn, I forgot. Oh, like, wow. I missed that too. I totally just edited out that, that second about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then here's a run-on sentence in part seven. Okay. You could spend all day thinking about how many people have died there and how there are probably ghosts. Or whatever you want to call them all over the place. But it doesn't do you any good. First off, <laughs> that is all one thought, like, though. Like, like, uh, just yeah. put that up. The way you did the first part is like, it's like you, can, you can think about all you want about all the, the, the people that are gone missing. It's like, and how? <laughs> the way you said it. It's like, and then you kept going, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely has to be broken. But... <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. But I thought it was weird that it was wading into the water, and it was definitely heading for us, and I asked Nolan what he thought we should do. There's two ands in that? Yes, and it begins with a butt. <laughs> you just hate that butt. <laughs> that butt, though. Yeah. Well, butts should never be in the front. You know? that's, that's That's the thing. That's weird if that's the case. Yeah, it should be. It means your head's on backwards. Yeah, nobody wants that. No. Because that usually means you're dead. Or you have to go through the teleporter again and make sure that they teleport you properly. Or instead of using the teleporter, you just open the door and walk through into the next room. And the worst thing is. Wow, that's two Spaceballs reference. I I was also going to say, it's like, also the. uh, uh, You also uh, find out the horrible revelation that your ass is too big. That too, yes. Which and was no also one, a space and no, and no one ever, no one ever told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Alright, so... The next part... So, so uh, this is... In part seven, when they, they're still camping or whatever, yeah. and it's out in the woods, and there's a river or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. creature and whatnot... So the deer guy. The deer guy. A question just before you start. Are you about to go into like the their the fact that they they're positioned wrong? Or that they suddenly change positions? No. Okay. Because I have another Yeah, they do, don't they? I, I have that in my, my actual my they actual thoughts. Yeah. It continue though. Sorry. No, it, it's just he goes into talking about what his grandpa told him. Yeah. And he, here's the quote. He said his grandpa had only warned him that if anything ever came up to him when he was out in the desert, he was never ever supposed to talk to it or listen to anything it had to say. Okay. I got nothing. I got something. Yeah. The grandfather told him... That he has pat the grandfather has past experience mm-hmm. of when he was out in a desert, which is he on that learned. Part, so yeah, he learned of to not talk to some weird creature that comes up to him. So you can apply that to whatever location you're in, so, be it desert, forest, space. Connecting this because <laughs> the grandfather, we're assuming, with some decent, with some some insinuated things in the in the story that he is uh, of like Native American mm-hmm. descent. Um. And they are on the West Coast. So my guess is that he's probably one of the native, uh, like, like one of the native tribes or whatever that are in, like, near, or nearer in the desert, like the Navajo kind of people. Mm-hmm. Which they do, like, again, like skinwalkers and, like, um, other legends, like, other, like, um, evil spirits or uh, what such. Um, they do generally dwell in deserts, in the deserts as well as, like, the wilderness. Like, the desert is That's basically his wilderness. Problem. No, his, his problem isn't the fact that it's a desert. It's the fact that the kids are in a forest and he's no, that's saying what that. I, that's what I'm yeah. trying to get, say. Is like basically, he, yeah. He, I think this is also what you said. It's like basically, yeah. just don't talk to anybody out in the wilderness. Yeah, but he yeah. learned of it. Yeah, he when learned, he was out in the desert. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it it still comes off as he he warned me about the desert. And not to talk to anybody in the desert. <laughs> it's like, like I'm not in the I'm... desert. Oh, hello, dear person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I stumbled for half a second and then I'm like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I assume that's what he meant. Yeah. 
Are you saying that you would like more information <laughs> on this certain situation? He doesn't have that problem. Like, yeah. I'm saying, if they're in, camping in a desert, they should say they're camping in a desert with a stream. Well, what if there's they're woods not camping in a desert? What if, what if they're near a desert or like near a desert area? Because like that kind of stuff does exist in that part of neck of the uh, neck of North America. Or like on the other side of the river is a desert. Could it's be. like a video game, <laughs> or, or at least scrubland that goes into a desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they're just in the. Hence woods. why, hence why, like the guy, uh, one, the the one girl, Katie's or not Katie's friend, uh, the one girl who was telling the ghost story about Maine. It's like the woods in Maine are different from the woods out here. They're not near deserts. They're they're, <laughs> they're, they're thick. They're thick, they're thick yeah. forests. It's like they're super dense uh, pine forests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so so that goes over my yeah. Nazis. Nazism and, and I have no Nazis. Story so. breaking deserts and yeah. story breaking <laughs> deserts. I don't know if it's story breaking. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Some people are a little too. Uh, their their bars a little too high up there. Like I can barely reach it. Yeah. Mine's like nice and low to the ground. <laughs> yeah, but so low you can't even reach it. You're gonna like crawl to get to it. Down and grow it. Yeah. yeah, mine's right here. It's always right sure. here. <laughs> You're the medium. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So, Gamer Nelly, do you have any leftover? No, he's he's done. Done. no, no, I, I addressed them. Yeah. So, if so, by address them, you mean you just knocked them off your. Well, so, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Is this the first where. In regards to grammar Nazis, who gives a shit? <laughs> and Fuck. That's the joke. <laughs> um. Alright, now it's to our actual thoughts. Hence why I always call my thoughts after Grammar Nazis actual thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so, part five, story one again. We're back to the volunteer firefighter. I just love the ending of this story um, because it adds the, to the conspiratorial flavor. Um, Sorry, which one's this? This is the one where the firefighter gets yeah. called out to do the with the dead kid. And, like, the cover-up. like Or basically, like, the fact that the, uh, the search and rescue guys are just, like, completely nonchalant about the dead kid. And, like... They're just like, all right, you're... The dead kid in the tree? Yeah, yeah. They, they, print okay. the kid, they print the kid down, and it's like, all right, your, your service is no longer required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just, you just, like, treat the kid like evidence and some of that. Yeah. It adds to conspiratorial flavor that is really kicking in as of last part. Yeah. Um, Did you see those people as they're just, like, dudes in suits, essentially? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Except well, a mix of, like... Dudes in suits or dudes in plaid, but with with gla- oh, shades, plaid suits. Yeah, <laughs> just like hipster lumberjack. Might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they're the men. In, they're, they're like aviators <laughs> instead of. They're the MIP. The, the men, men in, in plaid. plaid. We are the men in plaid. The men in plaid. <laughs> Covering up those forests. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now we know what we're doing as a cover at some point down the road. Oh, yeah, totally. We've got to do the bit of plaid. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, uh, so seriously aside, though, I really did, like, enjoy the end of the story because, again, like, this weird situation, the kid's death, like, what the fuck happened to this kid? Um, regardless of our intense vacuum like discussion earlier, um, it's just the fact that they are they're treating it like it's nonchalant and like basically just co- trying to cover it. It kind of felt like a cover up, the whole thing. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. They're just escorting the guy out of the area. Like he's his mission. His his like compartmentalization is done. You can leave now, kind of thing. I liked. I loved it. Uh, and then we're gonna go into part five, story two: the inverted staircase and the faceless camper. <sighs> One of the vets at the training op reads No Sleep, 
and he recognizes my stories. He knows me pretty well, and we've swapped stories before. It was, and then, and then I, I added in my own little thing here. It was then I realized that maybe the soups check Reddit too. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. nothing bad could come from me continuing this. Clearly. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then in this in the same uh, same story, uh, I followed this thing on a dead straight across a, for about a mile, and then it stopped at the edge of a little river. I could see the outline of I could see the outline of it because the water was reflecting the moon, and it looked just like an ordinary guy. He had a pack on, and it looked like he was facing me. So, because it said, like, like he tra- followed this guy all the way out to the, like, for a mile out to this river, and it looked like he was facing him, and that we never, in that paragraph, we never see that he turned to face the guy, uh, guy. I kind of just imagine that, for some reason, that Mexican Slenderman was just backpedaling the entire mile. I mean, <laughs> like, or like, or like, almost like, um, like a creepy, like, it wasn't actually even moving, it was just like, like, kind of like, like the guy couldn't tell that he's, like, he's just like he's just like like just almost like porting back a little bit. Yeah, uh, like I mean, Enderman. He, he actually has that ability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also this is like basically Mexican Slenderman again. So also we um, could have just not been following him close enough. So from far away, it looked like he was just walking normally. But he, yeah, you know, and he was actually just backpedaling or just like porting, like bamfing mm. down the bamfing. Yeah, it's my it's my term for oh yeah, totally. Um... And then the next line, or the next quote is, uh, I, I tripped and fell on my ass, and I could see this line open up on his throat. It stretched up to his ears, and his head tilted back, and he smiled at me with his throat. Oh, God, it's a fleshy Pez dispenser, like I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> this thing could be, like, like, if this is, in fact, like, the same creature as the, um, the, the Mexican Slender Man up on the, the climbing, on the, uh, the mountain... Mm-hmm. So, right now, my, my theories are that this is some kind of alien biomechanical horror that's posing as a camper as, like, a limited form of camouflage, like, of human camouflage, basically. Or it could be an apparition of some nameless dead camper, hence why he's faceless. He's actually just, it, it's like a representation of ambiguity of his death. Like, he was just, like, a nameless death in the woods kind of thing. Then why, what's and who was more who was murdered by throat cutting and now haunts the woods looking for help. And he's actually not... It's, it's actually... Because he's so scary because of the whole throat like opening up kind of thing, um, people don't understand that he's just actually... He's just a lost soul in the woods. So it kind of makes him... like It kind of gives you a little bit more depth to this creature if it's an apparition or a ghost of like a dead person that was just like namelessly killed off in the woods by some slasher. Or it's some kind of alien biomechanical horror that just doesn't understand people, and its like mouth is actually the where its throat is on the on the thing. It's just but it's also actively trying to lure people to kill them. Well, that's the that's, that's my that's well, that's also the other theory for the alien biomechanical horror is that it's mm-hmm. using it. Basically, it's I don't think it may not even be like a the actual true alien like the the true alien intelligence's like body. It might just be again a lure of some kind or like a mechanical or like basically a biomechanical device that the aliens use. I don't know. Um, it, it's got to... It has to be something nefarious, because I can't see a way that you can make him out to be the hero that we always needed. No, no, I'm not, say, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not... I'm not even saying that. Although, like, yeah, like, SNTF thing, like, I was kind of joking, like, yeah, like, that kind of thing. But, like, again, like, it's scary because we don't understand what uh, what it is, but then, like, if this was to be turned into a movie or this was to be, to be the bulk of a story or, so, or, like, a main story or fleshed out into a story, you might find out at the end that he's actually just basically um, 
one of many, one of like countless dead, uh, like like lost souls in the woods, and he was killed by like somebody like slashed his throat, kind of thing. And then we go into my last bit of the story with a quote. I know it sounds weird, but the whole thing was just just so surreal that it was almost like I immediately wrote it off as in my imagination. So that's the last, mo- like basically the last note or quote of this story. And joking aside, like about the Pez dispenser thing and all that. Why isn't this guy the focus of season three? Like Mexicans, like joking aside about Mexican Slenderman actually being his name, but like these, this faceless camper, Masumfa. I really wish, <laughs> like I, I kind of like he's sort of like Slenderman. He's kind of has like similarities. It's, but there are some differences to it. And if anything, you might win. Like so, like why can't this be season three of 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 uh, like? Why can't this guy be in season three, like, be the focus of season three? Uh, I'll tell you This what. creature. Wait, season three of what? Of, of Channel Zero. Oh, yeah. Like, why can't we get, um, or why can't we get a series of this guy, like, exploring this creature? Because, like, we see this creature late, earlier in the, in the series in one of the parts, and then we mm-hmm. see him again in this, and, like, later, even, like, later on. It's like, I want to know about this I want this creature to have more attention. And he potentially knows how to do backflips for all we know. <laughs> it could be that same thing, yeah. yeah. Um, like I thought you were originally talking about why can't he be the focus in Search and Rescue Wood. No, no, no. I was no. going to say, well, it's because there's no focus on anything. No, obviously, yeah. No, like, as silly as the Flesh Pez dispenser, like yes. I was saying earlier, visually, that is, on, like, for film or reality, that is fucking creepy as shit. Yes. Um, and, like... I want this monster to get more love. Like, I want it to be, like, more, like, have a spotlight or something like that. It's creepy, it's familiar, yet different. Like, it's familiar, it kind of has, like, this, this again, the Slenderman angle, but it's a little bit different than the Slenderman, mm-hmm. to a degree. Um, I don't so see you might too- win people over with that, at, like, angle, though, like, the familiarity of the, of the Slenderman. Um, the only fami- familiarity is the, the, the lack of a face. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's familiar in that regard. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, um, it's popped up more than once uh, in this, like, reading this series. And, like, I want it to have, maybe even, like, possibly show up at, uh, as some kind of, like, thing in Channel Zero Season it's not 3. Happen. It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. It's about the But I, <laughs> I, w- I wish it would. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really all I have to say about it. Like, I really like this creature. I like how the story, the story presents this creature. Because it was... Like, yeah, sure, it was it was creepy when it just, like, booga booga, oh god, and the guy fell out and, like, had to get rescued in the first time we see it. But then when we see it again, it's a little bit more threatening <laughs> in this scene, in this in this one. Is this the second coming of him? Basically, yeah. He doesn't show up until, like, like until, uh, unless you count some of the uh, the people that, like, are just picked up, or, like, some of the kids that mention, like, a, a, weird, a weird, like, fuzzy guy or whatever. Oh, yeah, he might be the fuzzy man. Yeah. Because, like, maybe his whole, like, um, I'm going to make you, make me look normal to your eyes, maybe that doesn't work on kids so they just see a fuzz. Exactly, yeah, they're just, like, it's all blurry. Yeah, he might be the fuzzy man for a while. But, yeah, it's just, ah, so much potential in this series, and they're just using the, like, the, not not the stupidest, but they're just using the, like, the stuff that, like, I've seen, I've already seen in media. Like, I've already seen Wendigo stories. I've already seen cannibalism. Yeah. We don't need more cannibalism stories. It's essentially like, if you watch that, you... And you didn't know it was... You'd think like, that Search and Rescue was about all about cannibalism and, like, and like uh, oh, and there's this weird, like, the stare thing. Like, there's, I, there's I, I'm no betting. I'm betting so fucking hard that the stairs are probably just going to be a dream sequence. I don't want it to happen, but I'm 
betting you any money that in that channel or in that in that season, the stairs are only there in as a one dream as some, sequence, as some dream sequence or hallucinatory, hallucinatory just yeah. to go, hey, look, it's such a risky woods. Exactly, stairs. yeah, like. Yeah. Like that's or like the dreams are leading the character to like the searching for her like what happened to her about like why her sister's acting weird and funny, mm. and it's like again I don't want it to be like that but I I think that's probably where it's going to go. Based this on is how it always is, you know. There's there's a book or a writing well, of something, and then TV or movies get a hold of it and they go, okay, that's cool, but we're going to do our own thing. Okay, because- we're going straight into like sorry, we're going straight into the Channel Zero discussion here for a second. I agree with you. The problem is, Channel Zero Season 1 and Season 2, yes, they were different from their stories, but they were adaptations. They took the material, and they expanded on the material. This Channel Zero Season 3, from what we saw in the trailer, does nothing, has nothing to do with Search and Rescue in the Woods. Has nothing to do with the bulk of the stories that are going on. The only thing I saw in that trailer was hunger and... Some weird cult family that was converting people into cannibals or flesh-eating or, like, carnivores. But that's the thing. Like, there's so many stories in Search and Rescue Woods. Did you expect them to do all of them? No, I didn't expect them to do all of them. I was just hoping they wouldn't do the Wendigo story because the Wendigo stories in media have been done to death. Supernatural's done three or four uh, episodes of them. Basically, actually, any Supernatural story, like uh, TV series has an ep- The X-Files has, has, has had Wendigos. The uh, the uh, probably Millennium's had a Wendigo story at some point. Um, just a lot of supernatural. Like I see it in media a lot, and it's like out of all the stories you could have done in Search and Rescue Woods, like pulled ideas from for your 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 series, you chose Wendigos, or you I'll chose tell you why. that aspect of. It. I'll tell you why. Familiarity, money, way cheaper. Yeah. To do that because all you have to do is just film people acting like they're wanting to eat each other. Yeah. You don't have to get the makeup or 3D work for a, a dude's throat opening up, or a deer guy, also, or a Sasquatch. I also I found out actually I I, 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 I um the production of uh, like where they're where they film and some of that. I I also know why they uh, they aren't shooting it in um in, in the woods in, in the woods. It's all shot in Winnipeg. So they're basically just using the cityscapes and like the rural but urban areas of like Winnipeg. That's area. not a reason that they're not. No, in no, the woods. I know it isn't a reason, but like also because Winnipeg, I can't. I don't think they have a lot of like. I think it's like basically starting to go into the prairies slash like there's some woods and like whatnot, yeah. but it's not a, like it's not. It doesn't look like Vancouver, which is what this place kind of reminds. Like when I when I see the series. It's the West Coast, clearly. Most of the most they could of the have done Northern Ontario, even. Yeah, they could use Northern Ontario because that's that's very similar to like some like some dense forests. Yeah, but like, no, they they don't have the like uh, they they chose to basically the shoot in one city like for for all the different seasons, and they aren't moved. They are, haven't moved anywhere else. So it's just like, it yeah, like you said, it's really just money and like. Oh, we can't afford to do a, a like a, a series about woods and stuff like that, or about all these other cool ideas. That's the thing, though. Like, you figure filming in the middle of the woods would be the cheapest option possible. You would think. <laughs> there's no searching. No. There's no rescuing. No. And there's no woods. Actually, that's not entirely true. Based on the trailer, so the trailer girl is looking uh, or like moves to this new city, <laughs> not the woods. Moves to a new city. Yeah. Um, and is 
looking into the why her sister either looking for her sister or or looking into why her sister's acting weird now. Like she 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 lived she moved to the city as well, or she's 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 been in the city for like before the the, the sister went in, mm-hmm. and has been acting funny of late. And it has something to do with the meatpacking area, or like this uh, surrounding this meatpacking warehouse and this company that uh, that make that packages meat and all that stuff. And disappearances surrounding that area called the Butcher's Block, which is basically the, pre- the title of the, ser- the series, the season. Um, the trailer also shows some very dream sequency kind of pl- like things or like visions kind of things, including like at least in terms of the film, like the shots. They look like very. They look very much like dream sequences or visions, um, like the girl in the in the field or the girl in the bathtub. And then the and here's the, also the thing with the stairs. Yeah, pretty sure it was in the woods. Wasn't the stairs it? are in the, are in a like basically they could be somebody's backyard, or like they are in the woods. Yes, but they're not. It's like a very open field. Yeah, I have situation. a feeling it's probably like in a park or like a like a like a, uh, like on the outskirts of town, maybe at the at best. Um, I mean that premise in itself, like the, the stairs cut, leaving the dense woods and coming closer into into civilization, is a cool concept. I don't think they're tackling that though in this story because the trailer has a lot of mention of like again the meatpacking area and like people saying that like um, like I'm just so hungry and then like mm. like you'll change and you'll be uh, you'll be better and stuff like that and then like it's like a lot of blood and a lot of feasting on flesh or at least feasting on meat mm-hmm. and. Um, the other thing is the, is the, the cut, uh, now I'm not sure if this is a natural poster, but it's been circulating around on Google Images for Channel Zero Three, Season 3, Butcher's, um, Butcher's Block, he wanted to say Butcher's Bay because of fucking Riddick, yeah. um, is, uh, the girl, the main, the titular girl, uh, character going up the stairs, and at the top of the stairs are, uh, are, I think the main, like, antagonist dude's face, but with, like, like, jagged teeth. Like like a Wendigo, like like what we perceive like people like turn into when they turn yeah. to Wendigos, they get like fanged teeth and whatnot, or jagged like sharp teeth and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of dream sequence. It's very much in the same style as like the trailers and stuff for No End House and Candle Cove. Like there's a lot of kind of like and and those two seasons, the, the first two seasons of the show had a lot of like visions and like flashbacks and dream sequency things to them. So. I think they're basically just continuing the formula, um, and again adding a cannibalism angle. And the stairs are probably going to end up not being of much significance. They might be, but I'm not holding my breath. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm still gonna check it out just to make sure, because like, well, I wouldn't be much of a like I would. I'm not gonna just like read a book or I'm not like judge a book by its cover, yeah, or judge a show by its. Trailer, but you're not impressed by the trailer. But so far, yeah, the trailer has not impressed me at all. In terms of like, because I finished reading this series, this 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 series, like I finished like all the way to the end, and I, you guys have some conflicting issues about the end because, and more rightly so, the show, the series just does end. Um, but by the time I was finished, I was like, I raged. Like you guys can attest, the some folks online can attest when I like would talk to them. Basically, like I had to, like I had to vent, yeah. and I was like. God, why is Channel Zero doing this? Because, like, again, the first two seasons were adaptations. They were loose adaptations. They expanded. They added in things. Um, they had creative, uh, free, some creative freedom with it because the first, well, first season was basically like less than a page long in terms of its actual content 
creepypasta wise. So they had to go. They had to basically roll with what they had or expand on what they had. No in house, they they changed it up. And then this one, they didn't even bother adapting it. They just took, as they say, core. They were inspired by core ideas in it, and they've taken those ideas and expanded on those. And basically, what they've done is they've taken the most common thing that people recognize in in the in the search and rescue stories, the Wendigo stuff. And I think they're just basically goat rolling with that stuff, and then throwing in the stairs as the Easter egg. Two things. Yeah. Um, one. I think part of the problem is this feels like the second part in a two-parter because we know that everything is starting in the woods and then all of a sudden they're there. Would you have preferred that they started this with some other wood-related scary thing and then have like little teases that there's stairs and then in in the fourth one... Oh, you mean for the, 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 the channel? For the channel. So, okay. Saying, like, in the third one, they have something to do in the woods, and they're kind of alluding that there's stairs there, and there's people mentioning that they're getting closer and closer to the city, but that's about it. But it's not really about Search and Rescue Woods. And then in the fourth one, they actually do Search and Rescue Woods when shit happens in the city. I would be okay with that if that's the formula they go with, but they don't go with that format. Yeah, I'm just saying, if they yeah. did that, would you have been okay? Yeah. Because yeah. like, it kind of sh- I think... We kind of start getting at the end of this series that, like, shit is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely something, like, the sightings are getting more frequent, or at least they're being more publicized. Um, like, sightings are popping up more and more of weird shit in the forests. And um, the, the stairs themselves are changing, or at least, like, breaking the mold. Like, again, inverted stairs, and, like, I'm, uh, like luring people more dra- more drastically, or we're actually, see- or we're actually getting, like sightings or stories of people like seeing their loved ones actually going like to them not just vanishing after four mm-hmm. seconds um I think the, like if the series and again I could be completely wrong based on the trailer could be completely leading us astray like we, it could be completely different from what we th- think the trailer in that case then is just a bad trailer yeah um because it's not even a red herring it's just misleading me yeah um but the way the trailer is it or the way I'd love, I'd liked it to be, if uh, Channel Zero Season Three to have been, is to show that like the stairs themselves are encroaching onto urban sites and are maybe causing weird supernatural shit to happen. Like if that's the case, like if that's actually the premise of Channel Zero, where the stairs aren't just like a dream sequence thing, like they've been kind of, they kind of show in the trailer. Again, that's just my speculation based on my aforementioned knowledge of like the original seasons and like how they like produce them mm-hmm. but if they actually have them as like that's what's kind of like causing all the weirdness like that's what's causing the weird cannibal family or whatever that that business is yeah and it's because the stairs are in proximity to have, have migrated into cities I think that's that's a cool concept I will I would be down for that I don't think that's what we're getting okay then if the show goes the way that it looks in the trailer mm-hmm. and as it starts there's a five minute explanation that weird shit happens in the woods, there's weird stairs, no one understands them, and they're getting closer to the city. And then that's all that's mentioned? Would you be okay with that? I'd have to be. <laughs> <laughs> because they, present, they, they, they they gave it a reason why the yeah. why like the weird shit's happening in the city. That's, that that might be that's all it is. And you know what? That's kind of like... I'd actually kind of be fine with that for the stairs, because the stairs, to me, they are... 
we never actually get an answer as to what they are. We never get a definite no. answer. To me, they're always going to be a cosmic horror. They're always mm-hmm. going to be a cosmic geometric, like some weird alien geometry in the woods. Mm-hmm. Something that should not be there. They're, they're basically unknowable, inscrutable intelligence behind the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and possibly the source of all the supernatural bullshit that's happening in the, in the woods. And then, so if that's the case... I'm fine with that then being the reason why they're in the like the, like the, their presence in the city is what's causing the weird shit in the, in the show and that's we only, if we only get like five minutes of explanation as to what like they've been migrating or whatever or like some kind of explanation like even five minutes long throughout any part of the of the, the that that season yeah about that kind of information I'm fine with that then like that ex- actually does explain to me that's why I'm not just going to straight up walk away from the show mm-hmm. I'm being said it I'm, should be in the woods I'm, I'm going, yeah, exactly yeah I just I wish like it would have been more of an adaptation and less of a like just taking the like one idea and going and doing something else with it like because otherwise like why are you why did you even get the rights to the show yeah all they took is like, just stairs yeah in like yeah and or like, in a field well we don't know all that they took. Yeah, no, exactly. Because, like, we're know. talking like we've seen the whole story. No, I, yeah. I, 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 I am trying to clarify that. Like, we we're only speculating based yeah. on a trailer. Yeah. And again, like, I'm going to be very angry if that trailer is that misleading. That like, it, so. But again, I think you would still I'm be happier. To watch it. I'm willing to watch it. You would be I'm happier to... compared to it being that and it actually being that and you not liking that compared to the trailer being that and the actual show being good. Yeah. You would. I'm sure you prefer that. Yeah, exactly. So again, like I'm going to check it out, and I mean we'll probably do an episode. We're, I, we should actually do some kind of episode or something like that for all the different for the for, like, for each season because mm-hmm. they are creep bosses. They are media. They're a different media than creep bosses usually are, mm-hmm. but they're inspired by or they're based off of creep bosses. It'd be so nice to be read the creepy and then watch the series. Yeah, and we've 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 well, I don't think you've watched you've read you haven't read No End House yet, but we've no. all read Candle Cove. Yeah, and now we've all read Search and Rescue Woods. Um, by the time this epi- this episode launches, I think it's going to be weeks away from uh, actually when Channel Zero season three actually airs. Mm-hmm. Like it's coming out in February. So, um, yeah, I just like we should do like kind of a comparison, like story versus show kind of thing, and see like what we liked, what they, what they did. We like what they added. Did we like? Did we not like what they added? Mm-hmm. Like, did we like how they expanded or how they creatively changed things? But anyway, that's not here. That's not. That's a whole different show and uh, episode to, in, in its entirety. So back to what we were originally discussing. Unless you have more, to say. I have one more. Okay. Uh, they, they might actually be focused on Meat Man. Again, oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and they, you know, that's another, again that's another premise of this thing, like uh, the flesh, uh, the meat golem. Mm, um, that's a good end. point. Yeah. Um, I actually do have him. Yeah, something too, in yeah. here is chopping people up. And, and putting and, them together into an abomination. We do have, and like, yeah, the Wendigo thing is there, like as a cannibal thing. But yeah, that could actually just not be. That could actually not be the focus at all. That could just be an aspect of it. Like, hmm. or it could just be it, both. It, yeah, or it could be a combination of the, of of the both. Like, one's like basically gathering meats together. Like, that's kind of what it was. It was like basically some kind of meat golem, mm-hmm. uh, is what I saw. Um, uh, and I actually have some notes on that guy. Uh, when we actually go back to, <laughs> to, our, to our afterthoughts, um, but yeah, like the whole like the whole series does have this underlying thing of like meat and carnivorous things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, we should actually get back to the the story at hand and like notes yes. on it. I apologize. I had some thoughts on the show in comparison to the series. So mm-hmm. I had to get um, that off of Joe's. Yes. So 
back to um, my thoughts, uh, starting with the creepy burnt forest in Maine. So, um, uh, going with the quote, she said it was true, but then again, every ghost story told around campfire is true. Yay! Playing on the themes of spooky stories com- and commenting on it, on, on it in the narrative. Like, basically, like, it's like, kind of like, a, it, it's it's a, a one-off line about, like, how, like, everyone says, like, oh, no, this is true, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine kind of thing with campfire stories. And it's almost like a commentary on the whole, on this whole series is that you shouldn't take this serious. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're treating it like it's true, but it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, at least that's what I got out of that line. Yeah. So, and then... Okay, so here's something that here's a here's a not and it wasn't a grammar Nazi, but it was like a plot issue or like a like a continuity issue. Mm-hmm. I heard him following my voice, so I kept calling out until I saw him running in the distance. You heard him following your voice. At that point, I don't think she was actually like they hid behind a wow. a rock. He heard them following. Yeah, I guess. Essentially, but, the kids were hiding behind a rock because they thought it was, the, it was the parents. Yeah. She heard that it wasn't the parents and it was someone asking for help. So she got out from behind the rock, got the uh, the first aid kit, and started calling for the man. Yeah. So the man was calling back, and they can tell that the man was coming towards where the, where she was because she was the, he was following her voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, yeah, when I read that, I was like... He followed her voice, but she wasn't talking. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I get yeah. it now. Yeah. All right. So the next one, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do the whole quote. It's just basically like how he freaks out about the Walkman. Like he looked over and saw the Walkman and screamed. Yeah. Didn't even like nothing. Else. The Walkman didn't do anything. No. Yeah. Um. He just started babbling and touching his face. Uh, I realized he wasn't wearing right clothes. Uh, he had some kind of gray cloth jacket and almost formal pants on. Uh, and the jacket had weird buttons and red borders on it. So, See, okay. Confederate. Also, at this point, <laughs> this is the adult saying um, this story. Yeah. If this is something that was this tragic and weird from the childhood, you would think that she would at least try to figure out what that uniform was yeah, and by like, this like, time. Yeah. And but, say that he was actually wearing a... I didn't know like, at the time, but it was a Confederate uniform. Yeah. So, th- so I read that part, and I was like, so time-displaced Confederates? In Maine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is Stephen King country, and we've already established the, the forests have weird space-time anomalies yeah. in them and displacing things. And then I was like, it's just, man, these, these woods are weird. <laughs> the forests are weird. <laughs> just, that's all I gotta say. It's just like... So I, 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 I should do an entire series of a show on it. Yeah, like, oh, wait. <laughs> what if they did, like... <laughs> Sorry. Man, what if they did, like... Like, you could also, like... What, like Screw just doing like an anthology for each for a, for a single creep pasta. Just do a do a, Each season is a different story series, like different story plot line from this series. Each it's, season, so like the like again, like have a whole season about Wendigo. Whatever, fuck it. Entire have, season or have, or about Wendigo, and then like other things that are out, or like the Goatman included with that stuff. Have one about weird time displaced, like pe- like kids going people going missing when they go out in the woods to hike, and then they they're found out later. Like have that apply, and then. Like, have an overarching series, like, thing, like, between all the different seasons where there's always these stairs just kind of in the background. And then the last season do something about the stairs in full, and it's full. Exactly. And have, like, a conspiracy. I mean, not to bring up Channel Zero again, but... Yeah. Yeah, like, that'd be good if they did even just, like, every episode. Like, there's a two-parter. Every... There's episode one, one is one part. Episode two is the 
the finale for that part, and each two-parter is a different monster situation yeah. in the story, because there's so many. And that's oh, I just realized. That's the problem with, with adapting this show to a single six-episode season. The other ones, Kettle Cove and No One House. No One House, a little bit less so. Kettle Cove and No One House, though, were a single, confined story. Yeah. They were about, again, mass hallucinations or weird supernatural thing about a kid, everybody seeing a kid show in, a, in static. Done. Like, that's all the story is. So, uh, no One House, it was a three-part series. Uh, it was a three-sequel series, uh, two-sequel series, but it was always about the same story. It actually just continued on the same storyline about a house that never ends. Boom. Singular storyline. You can tell that in a six-episode season. This has so many different ideas that they really mm-hmm. shouldn't have done it as a, se- as, a, as a singular season for this show. They should have maybe done it there as, a, as, as a maybe spin-off series. Like Channel Zero, Search and Rescue Woods. They could have, but I still think it could have worked. It's just they had to... I think they should have broadened their horizons a little bit instead of just mm-hmm. picking the one thing with the Wendigo. Yeah. Again, we haven't seen it, so we can't... Based on the trailer. Based on the trailer, but yeah. yeah. I, like, personally... The three big things I can see in this are uh, the man with no face. Yep. Um, this whole like flesh abomination seems to be the um, like what's coming of all the random body parts we keep finding. Yeah. And the stairs. Yep. So that's three things with a six episode series, two for each. You're good. Yeah. And with the stairs and have the stairs referenced in all of them. So you see exactly that's like, have them done. have them be the source of everything because that seems to be what the what they are in the series. Yep. Um, like it's never said. But it seems to be like any any even a layman can see that like, there is a connection between them and everything else yeah. that's going on. Um, and then my final thing Damn. with this. Now that I said that, if they don't do that, I'm gonna be pissed. But anyway, right? <laughs> that's, that's why I raged for a week, for like all week. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna be raging. So here's my quote. Uh, my the final quote of this of this story. When we got home, I told her I didn't want to play in the woods with her anymore. We're still friends, but we don't talk about that guy. Not ever. I'll update you as soon as we, as soon as I'm able, guys. I appreciate the continued support. Okay, this is the first time in this sto- in this series that I that the end the um, the end has just been so jarring. Like it was like we we don't even like she we get a uh, like that that first, that last paragraph or that last little blurb is her finishing off her story and then our narrator Sar. Mm-hmm. Immediately going into his like the his ending his closing statement, and it's so mm-hmm. sh- short of an outro. It's almost like she said that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll let you know if yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah, you, like I I just need a, and we did get kind of a warning at the beginning of this uh, this thing about that, like how um, the ending was going to be pretty brief or something like that. But it just felt like you should have added like a little bit more there, mm-hmm. like and and then that's that's where she left off her story, and then it's like and then go to like separate the line so it goes a different. And then we go to the story with the hand in the tree. With the tree, it's ho- it's rotted and hollowed out, and when they cut it open, it's exposed. Uh, they expose the chamber, and inside is the hand. It's fused in, uh, to the. Uh, it's a severed hand, and it's fused, but it's fused to the actual tree itself. Mm-hmm. My first idea, thought when I saw this whole, when I read this part of the story, when I read the story, possible connection to the carnivorous carnivorous mm-hmm. digestive system. Yep. Yeah. Um, like the food is fused into the inside of, of the of the stomach, basically yep. of this thing. And it's basically just dissolving it and gathering its nutrients as it consumes it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think we just found our uh, first evidence of the carnivorous carnivorous. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then story... Oh, we had previous evidence. No, yeah, we did. But it was but, all speculation. And now point. we have... I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, you found a severed heart. I was like, well, I mean, maybe somebody like, oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest. Um, and then we have Backflip Man. So this guy is coming toward me, and he's backflipping through the fucking woods. Like, instead of walking, he's doing these crazy fucking backflips. And I swear to God... He cleared every fucking log and bush in his path. It was like he knew right where he was going. So, to this whole thing, I was like, so he's a human version of a hoop snake? And for those of you not aware, hoop snakes are one of those frightful creatures that lumberjacks would come up with. Like, and it was basically a snake, like an Ouroboros uh, style snake, where it would grab its tail and would literally chase down its prey... Like, rolling. by rolling. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't, know, I don't know where, how lumberjacks came upon, like, that kind of creature, but it was commonly, um, it was one of those, like, common, like, urban legends or, like, uh, I guess, woodland legends um, in the frontier. Or at least in the turn of the century. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, it's like, the, it's like a human centipede, except... A human hoop snake. <laughs> He's just backflipping forever. <laughs> but again, it's it's very similar. It, I, it could also be the same creature as the biomechanical horror that is Mexican Slenderman. Mm. Yes, because yeah. um, I, I swear to God, like that, that in itself, like that, but Mexican Slenderman, hoop snake man, or backflip man, um, the climber, up, like the very last bit of this, all seem to be like the same kind of thing. That they're all exaggerating their movements and stuff of that. They all seem to be like kind of imitating human, but they're not quite human. Like they're the insides are something else, like are like either mechanical or like something imitating a human, like bone structure. Yeah. Um, and then we have Katie's Wendigo deer or Katie's friends where uh, Wendigo deer guy story. Um, so here's some. Some things that I, 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 as I was reading it, I came to some spec, some some notes. The first thing, uh, actually, is like, um, actually, this is the this is the issue I had with uh, uh, location, location, location. What I do remember is that at some point he looked over my shoulder at the river and asked me if I could see something. So part one, that line is important. Next thing, a little bit, like just slightly down the down the line after he's seen the thing going across the river. He was saying something about an episode of some show, but I could hear the deer coming through the water, so I wasn't paying any attention. And I kept trying to see over his shoulder, but every time I did, he'd sort of hit me on the arm and make me look at him. So part two. Did you guys switch spots or reshift on the logs or whatever you guys were sitting on? Yeah. Like, you were facing away from the river earlier, but then you turned to, you guys turned, like, he got up and looked over at the, at the river... And then, between that and getting back down, he apparently like went over to the other side of the of the uh, fireplace of the the fires uh, the campfire to see the river, I guess. But it's never really sh- said, so it's almost like a cotton. It's always behind them. Yeah, mm-hmm. this creature also has some weird like mirror ability where <laughs> he's also mirroring the ground behind them. Yeah. So like the fireplace is the median the median point. So like behind him there's the water, and behind him there's also the water. And there's two deer men coming towards both of them. Oh, God. So you can't run. Except they do. And they, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the other one, I have another, like, again, a little mini revelation with the painter and the face-shifting camper. Um, who I don't actually think is entirely this connected to this, uh, the Mexican Slenderman. Could be. 
But this is the faceless reason, man. This is the reason why, though. Um, well, he's not the faceless man because the faceless man is straight up faceless. These guys are shifting their face. Their face shifts to another but person. Hang his on. his face. He has no face, and then for a moment, and then he shifts it. I'll get into that. All right. There was also this weird smell floating around even before the guy talked to me, kind of like old period blood. Note, or like copper. Now, and then this is the next quote. Now, I admit it could have been my brain fucking up, but I swear to you, Russ, for a split second, when I I turned around, that fucker did not have a face. So, note two, shifting face. Not just straight up faceless, but it, it was faceless for a moment and then shifted face. Very similar to the internet version of the Skinwalker or the Fleshgate stories or even the Anansi Goatman stories where this humanoid entity from the woods kind of moves into a group of people's um, uh, like who are camping out or whatever and it will change its face to be something similar familiar and even sometimes psychically implant memories that it was that it's always been like a member of their group or like kind of emit some kind of glamour like psychic glamour or something to make them think that it's, it's, it's one of them and, but the always the signifier is that you can smell copper in the air or like ozone or like blood in your mouth. Hmm. Um, and that's the one, usually the sign when they suddenly snap to and they realize, oh, wait, that we had five people in our, in our group, not six. And then suddenly the creature, like, sh- its face shifts a little bit weirdly and then, like, it runs off or something like that because it realizes it's been had. Also, um, is Russ our narrator's name? <laughs> It only took us seven uh, parts <laughs> is it, to realize. Is it part seven? Yeah, part seven, yeah. Seven. yeah. Story two. So how many pages is that? Like a good I don't, um, sixty th- pages? Uh, no, no. It's only four, the story is only forty-five pages. The entire thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Either way. So, so this is why part eight was the way it was, because he got found out. Oh my God! You're right. He did say his yeah, name. Yeah. Shit. How many Russes could there be? Probably a lot, but either way, that narrows the search quite yeah, a bit. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of like pulled me over, like realize, made me realize like so maybe this like the paint the thing that the painter encountered was not Mexican Slenderman but in fact uh, one of the Goatmen or the Fleshgates mm-hmm. um, because again like he didn't actually get, ever get to see this thing and it just like popped up um, just a theory um, it, it's it, it pulls away from like the connection but like it also just adds like there's again more weird shit in this woods almost like it has its own like separate secret world ecosystem mm-hmm. um, it could also still be the faceless man it's just he has different methods of trying to get to people that's true yeah so for this instance he tried to blend in uh, the instance when he was um, uh, leading the guy away from the camp he was just himself and he tried attacking him yeah and with also his throat mouth. and with all the, and like with all these like these different like bushmen or these woodsmen that are like popping up with like facelessness or sh- face shifting and like being blurry or being like shaggy they could all be like like I could see them all being different like as- like different lures just like the stairs are always different these could all be different like lures that it, it t- uh, different forms the lure takes to bring people to the stairs um and it the show the series definitely shows um an increase in activity of like what the stairs are capable of as it goes. Like the initial version is it's just stairs. Yeah. Just ignore them. And Oh shit. We, uh, a lot of these like disappearances are about like the, our kids being taken by like weird humanoids. Mm-hmm. However, then it up, and then it just ups its game as it keeps going. And we keep getting more and more. And you, as you read them, like, yeah, they could all be disconnected stories or they could all be connected through the stairs, which is what we're going into the next one. 
story three, uh, the abdu- the near abdu- or sorry, st- I guess this is story four, because there was a, a story between this one and the uh, the previous one. Um, the story four, near abduction of the girlfriend by, of of painter guy. Okay. Um. Uh. Basically. Uh. Just yeah, like the whole fact that like the the girl. Oh yeah, so this is like oh, like it's like the girlfriend like commenting about the grinding noise, and then like him like no, it, like it was oh, we heard that grinding noise, you know that grinding noise, and every, we all knew that grinding noise. And my comment was like, wait, what? What grinding noise? How do you guys like? And then it goes on, and it's like, I think the the grinding noise they they reference earlier with the uh, that weird um, that loud super loud noise that the the two guys heard when they were uh, in the woods, and then they heard the the the, the crying loop. Oh, the I think, free train thing. I, yeah, I think they're. I think they're connecting that to the like at this at this point in the story series in the series they're connecting the grind that grinding noise plus the grinding noise that we hear later from that the kid heard from the stairs. It wasn't that loud though. No, I know, but or, but like remember because it was loud enough that they couldn't sleep. But it's not like they had to cover their ears and they're crawl like crawling up into a ball because they're so, so fucking loud. Well, that's true, but I mean, it could be di- could have different volumes depending on the person. Like, our two, our two uh, SAR guys heard it like a freight train going by and like they had to, like they were freaking out about it, but nobody else heard it. So it was only them that heard it. Almost like it might have been in their minds. Like, this one might have only been in their mind. Or like the kid uh, looking at the... If it's in your mind, then there's no distance that matters. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're, it might be like playing tricks on your mind like it um like you only hear it but you think it's farther away but you're actually just it's all in your head kind of thing because it's like a psychic emanation or something it's i'm not sure again we don't it's it's supposed to be kind of like weird and inscrutable or like kind of like unknowable but it's just like an like it this is the first like it just mentioned like we should know the grinding noise already and that's the only connection i could think of like from earlier stories was that freight train sound we heard Guess um, that's not a grinding noise, though. No, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of is. Like a train going over uh, tracks, kind of sounds like grinding. Like it is by definition, like rolling the rolling like of steel against steel is kind of like a grinding noise. Or breaking. Or breaking, yeah. But actually, going is like a. But yeah, again, like that's the only that's and again, I'm just kind of pulling it like whatever straws I can find or whatever like threads I can find because that's the only thing I can find in this remember in the story that has that um do you have the actual quote of the I do uh, of the uh, the original one of the new one yeah the yeah oh actually I have that too yeah yeah um yeah really funny fucker no it's because it was because he he kept hearing that grinding noise my my brother used to grind his teeth in his sleep and it kind of reminded me of that my girlfriend was freaking out but I just tell I just kept telling her to ignore it because I heard I've heard it before and you just have to ignore it. It goes away eventually. You guys know what I mean. We all knew what he meant. So it sounds like the grinding of teeth. Yeah, but it's then eventually it stops because yeah. you stop grinding your teeth. Yeah, no, obviously, but like, what? Then where is this? Descri- like, is it just because they know? Like, we all know what he meant. Like. It hasn't it, been described anywhere else in the story. Yeah, exactly, but it sounded okay. like it was something weird that every like it was like another anomaly in the woods that everybody had heard about, but we've never heard we didn't really we get a story. We as readers of the story have not heard it as Yeah, far we as haven't I gotten know. a story uh, of that one yet except for maybe the the noise that they heard but that's not really Yeah. 
It, it left me kind of confused. It's like, why are, like, where is this coming from? It's like, another thing that they aren't mentioning. Yeah. Because for all we know, they could be holding back so much shit. Yeah, and that's true. Like, he, like yeah. It just seems like that should have got brought up as a, as a story from previ- uh, previously. Yeah. Like, the way it was mentioned, it seemed like it was, but I couldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the closest thing is the train thing, but that's, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the stairs seem to lure the girlfriend uh, while she's asleep, but it's stopped uh, by the SAR painter guy. Um, and then, yeah, this was basically the po- point in the, sto- in the series where I was like, damn, the story, like, the, these, the stairs are upping their game a little bit, like, actively, at least we're a- or at least we're actively seeing them pull people to them. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of continues on in this, during the story, like, if the meat puppet dude or the meat golem thing is a similar thing, it's just like, yeah, we imitate you. What you gonna do? And then just lopes off into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we go into the missing kid with uh, and the sounds. Uh, basically, just, I, actually, I, this one just kind of connects to the the grinding sound because uh, I was again the only thing I could think of was the grinding noise and the. The weird freight train noise because the kid heard. Uh, uh, hang on a second, I'll pull up the quote here. Uh, and he kept mentioning sounds, uh, but he couldn't say what sounds. Just that it was loud, and he covered his ears so he couldn't hear them. So freight train. Yeah, basically uh, the freight train, train situation. Yeah, to yep. the kid. Um, and so that was like, oh, so maybe that's where the grinding sound is, or at least that connects to the earlier element with the freight train thing. So mm-hmm. it is sort of creepy in itself. Is like. Because it's kind of giving, like, the dad was clearly right there trying to make the fire. And the kid was the kid hearing it, seeing all this shit. So it's like, but... not just like the, the guys were far away and nobody else heard the sound, it's that someone. It targeted something. him directly. Yeah, it's yeah. Directly targeting the people, yeah. And then we go into part eight, um, which is, uh, and we have the intro and explaining why the series is ending. I didn't know how much writing about the things that are happening out here would affect every single part of my life. And maybe that was, a, that was stupid of me. It's okay. You're just a victim of a creepypasta trip. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> basically, it was my, my thought on that. It's just, yeah, you... We, we all saw, I think every reader basically saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, part eight with the vanished girl story. But people started coming forward saying that they had seen her around the park shortly before she vanished. Some of the rangers in the area were sent out to make sure she didn't hang herself or something on any of the back trails. And then I kind of added on, and so like my whole thing is like, I would have assumed that maybe she was dwelling in the woods like a hobo, but okay, that must have been some rough home life. <laughs> if you're right Im- immediately going off to, she must have gone out to the woods to hang herself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not the first uh, not the first angle I would have gone with uh, for seeing her in the woods. Uh, but then again, I do have some slight experience with people living in the woods next to my workplace, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's the fact that, like, she was running away into the woods. Yeah, and you'd think that, like, she was running away into the woods to, like, like hide out, so maybe she was, like, basically... Yeah, like that situation in Seinfeld way. when Jerry buys the van, because his childhood friend and him always talked about having a van, and then he bought a van, and then he hated it, and he told <laughs> the guy, and the guy... He always ran away into the woods and dug a hole to sit in it and cry when people were mad at him. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Um, and then we have this new, uh, this new guy's story, or yeah, the news guy or the radio guy story 
about the imitating flesh golem. Uh, he fired two warning shots, and when the sound had faded, he heard a snap behind him. A man was standing at the edge of the campsite. This man was not wearing any clothes, but he also did, but he also didn't possess any kind of human flesh. As this hunter described it, the man was made of some kind of amalgamation of raw meat and hair, as if someone had scooped up roadkill and molded it into a vague shape of a man, and they called him Rawhide. Or maybe roadkill. Honestly, this is like legit. Like that joking thing aside, what? We, we just I, I gave him a name. Okay. <laughs> I named him Rawhide or Roadkill. Why Rawhide? I don't know. It just sounds funny. Is it from me? Yeah, it's made of hides. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for covering up my just silly name for him. <laughs> I named him Taserface. <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> um. Honestly, like, the joking aside, though, this is a cool but really creepy critter, like, this flesh golem. Um, like, shit, the stairs are kind of, like, again, upping their game a little bit if this thing is connected to it. Because, like, basically just like, yeah, I imitate you. Goodbye. (laughs) Into the woods. It's like, bang, bang. (laughs) Zoop. Or this is... It just seemed like like the hunter... Because the way I saw it, like, it almost gave the, 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 the stairs... Or the, the 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 presence or whatever is controlling the the, the meat golem or whatever kind of an attitude because yeah it's like it's like it's like ooh, it's like ooh in your face kind of, scratch, yeah. scratch. and then the guy comes out shoots two warning shots and then it just it's like comes out like like just suddenly like like confronts him like on the other side of the campsite imitates the uh, the gunshots and does the zip thing and like just to kind of freak him out and just like come at me bro come at me. And they just walks away into the woods. I have an audio recorder installed in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and that's why the Confederate soldier was so scared. <laughs> it was the way it actually has a like a voice recorder Walkman. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, yeah. And then my final one before well, actually no, not the final one because I have some stuff for the end as well. Uh, the sighting with the climber thing because that's I, that's all I'm calling is the climber. Thing. That's what they call it, the yeah. climber. Um, yeah, you watched. Her, oh, you, you mentioned all right. Actually, pretty well in your in your rundown. So I'm not going to go. Basically, like again, like the whole creature, the the fact that it climbed up on up the wall while they were watching it, like on the other side of a mountain, like on the other side of the ridge, basically or whatever, like from a distance with binoculars, and the fact that it turned around and saw them and waved and then snapped in half or broke in half and like jumped off the thing, and it apparently just does that. And the guy was like, promised them they'd uh, he'd report it, but he didn't. And I was like, good call. Just just ignore it. Just don't, don't. yeah, just no put the fuck out of there. Here's the thing too. Like <laughs> you, you were talking about that. Like it's weird that he saw them to wave to them. Yeah. Who says he's waving at them? If he's just on some sort of pre-programmed path, okay, that's he true. could just go up there and be waving, just not yeah. to anyone specifically, but from far away. You see a man waving. Kind of to get you're attention, assuming. right? Yeah, to get maybe to get attention to like, and then like. Sand checks. <laughs> no, not necessarily to get attention. It's just that is kind of what he the does. loop he's stuck okay, in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter if there's people there or not. He goes up there, does the same exact wave, gets cut in half by the ninja, and falls yeah. off. Well, the way I and that's, that's your interpretation of it with the ninja. I mean, of course, right? yes. But the way I saw, like, yeah, for, when I read it and stuff, I it, it, I actually got a chill and creep of creepiness because to me it seemed like the the, the thing was so far away and they like because the, they had to use binoculars to see it. But then it turned and faced them, 
and waved at them. Specifically, it's like, hi, you're about to roll sand checks. Yeah. Snap. But also, <laughs> it doesn't really say how far away they are. No. It, it's, so if they're wearing, like, black winter clothing, yeah, is it, and it's winter maybe, and it's like, white? Maybe. It's, it's kind of up to interpretation with this one. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it's essentially, are they looking through the binoculars to see the guy that big? Or, well, I'm doing a visual thing, but a yeah. couple inches big through binoculars, or are they zooming up so they could almost see his face? Yeah. Like, is he that close? Oh, yeah, well... Well, they I, don't describe it. Yeah, and I would think that if they if they were that far close, they'd probably describe, like, if he was smiling or whatever. But they could see him close enough that they could tell he had no climbing gear. So I would assume you would be at least able to see his entire body. So he'd be at least like that. He'd be at least half a foot. In, in terms of like, well, in, in your vision, it's like he'd be you'd be able to see him entirely, yeah. but not zoomed up enough that you could see features yeah, of him. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just I, I, it's a creepy. It's a cool, creepy monster though. Like, because again, it could be some kind of like pre-programmed like, al- like weird alien thing that just does that. It could be. Um, it's uh, not that it's an alien. It could, it could be a ghost. Yeah. It, yeah, it could. Be, uh, well, that's my. That's what I kind of, I want to. I want to think it is. Is that it could be some kind of ghost that's shot on a loop. Um, or it could be like um, uh, a guy caught in a quantum loop, like like uh, the space time anomaly. It's just he's stuck in a time loop. Because here's the thing: he falls off, and they go to see if he f- and find the location, find and there's nothing there. Yeah, like not even impact. Yeah, point. and he's so. But he, but they, he just does this. That's what I'm saying. Like because if it was an actual construct of alien technology, or whatever yeah. the hell you're talking about, if it actually splits in half and falls down, it would impact the ground. Oh, yeah. And I mean, so so it would have to be some kind of ghost or like... It wasn't actually there. Yeah, exactly. Kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if it was there, um, like with the time loop thing, it just reverts back to before he did impact. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and again, like it's on a constantly, like it happens like pure, very periodically. Like he's basically like a known, a resident. It's like, oh, hey, Bob. <laughs> That's yep. Bob. That's Bob the pop off man. He just pops like his top just pops off. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's okay. So I didn't I didn't actually hate the ending the way it cut off and some of that. I understand people would be really frustrated with it. Like you guys were really frustrated with it. So you're talking about the ending after. We are going to, but I'm I'm, I'm going. I'm just prefacing like why I, that I did actually enjoy the ending. However, part of what I didn't like about the end, the thing I didn't like about the ending or about the. Um, the, the part eight in general um, is that it, while it is really cool and interesting, and I really did like the stories that we were being told, and the weird escalation and how the Forest Service is, is trying their best to cover it up, even though it's not working. Like everything's really? kind of falling. Well, everything seems to be falling. It's apart. working like, really good. I mean, it is, but like, there's the stories are still are like people are being more vocal about storytelling for the stuff, even though they're being told not to. Yeah. Um, Especially Star is just being a dick and ruining yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, it also just kind of felt a little zany to me. Like, it's getting really weird really quickly. Like, things, like I said, it's escalating, but it's almost escalating to a zany point of view. Like, well, cartoonish. Think thing. about it like this. This person sold the rights to this. So they had to finish this up, no, get their yeah. ideas out, because someone else took over. So I'm sure down the road, the writer wanted to have a slow progression to finding out about this meat golem. This conspiracy but yeah. because... They what sold happened? the rights to make a show out of it. They gotta go, bam, meet Gollum. Hi, yeah. bye. You know, like part, so. There, it's there. Like parts one through seven felt like I said, like it's a nice slow burn. Like oh, slow burn, I say, but it like a nice, a nice progression, like, it is. a decent progression. Yeah. Um, 
kind of realistic again like just telling spooky stories like weird stories in the woods and about the woods and stuff like that having this conspiratorial thing part 8 to me felt like this national park is right next to uh, Gravity Falls <laughs> like sightings are popping up like every day or every week um, and like by lots of public uh, like ho- hikers and stuff like that and it's just like these aren't current events though these are all stories from the past no but the la- the part 8 seems to be like they're happening more and more often like it's, getting, it's catching up to the modern it's ca- catching up to the current period or to right. the, like at the point of this guy's writing the story yeah, if that was the case so, I missed that yeah I don't know I didn't feel that way okay fair enough um, it's just how I saw it yeah um and then the ending bit, um, like just this is just a quote, and then my like comment to it. If you go out into the woods, I encourage you to be safe. Bring water, food, survival equipment. And then my extra thing to is perhaps a crucifix or an elder sign, something occultish that, uh, had has to work to ward off whatever the fuck this shit is. <laughs> like it just like yeah, he gives yeah. us like because like we're going through this whole series, and he has like throughout the entire thing, he he gives us some like straight up normal advice on like being safe in the woods. Like if you're going out in the woods, be cautious and be safe. Like the woods are dangerous; you can get killed or you can get lost. But then like just ended after like telling all these creepy stories, just like maybe a crucifix, maybe an elder sign. <laughs> um, yeah. And then that is all my notes until we do our final thought. So. Mikey. Alright. So, I'll start with part five. Seems like it is as any. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to me, part five reminded me of the fifth part of the Caribbean movie. So you didn't like it? It's where <laughs> it jumped the shark. Really? That For me. Okay. Um, uh, and... Pirates of the Caribbean 5 has jumping sharks. So. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> well, why do you think they jumped the shark? Well, to understand my thought process, you have to go back to part 4. Okay. Oh, really? Yes. In part 4, it says something along the lines of, I have enough for two posts. Er, because it's a two-parter idea, so part 5 is the second part. Part four has all these stories from craft dinner and mm-hmm. peanut butter and ew, mm-hmm. and I was totally expecting a repeat of part four with the giving the people names or and then telling their story in part five. Yes, which didn't really happen. Okay. So, that means that part five is not really a spiritual successor to part four in regards to an actual... Did anything actually say specifically that four and five that is, are... That is literally what I'm trying to think of right now. I, like, I don't remember... Yeah. I do not remember reading... These are all like, like connected in the exact same yeah. way. Like, But it, the, the way it was worded in part four... Do you have it written down? Do no. I don't have it written down. But the way it was written in part four was that he had enough for two more posts type thing, and this was the first one. I don't remember reading it. Yeah, but then, if that's true, then... Oh, so you weren't expecting specifically craft dinner and ew no, and peanut butter, but more named characters. Yes. Quote-unquote named characters. 
technically they're work. They're not named like they're not EW or they're not EW or KD, but they are like people from that uh, from that op. Here's the way he's thinking it though. Um, Sar went out and got stories. Okay, so he's either writing them down for himself to remember, yeah. or just remembering them. And because in part four he name dropped these people as specifically KD, EW, yeah. PB. It's weird that the next one he doesn't continue that pattern. I mean, yeah. it kind of does. It's just they're not named. Like that's like but it's the it, same premise though, like story wise. But like he states that he got all this these stories at the same time. That's what I'm saying. Like he would be using the same methods for everything. So it's weird that just for the first part, all of them are initialed, and then the second part they're not. I guess um, I don't know. Like, and it's not mentioned that like. I, um, uh, these stories, they didn't want to give me their name, understandably, so fine. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't say that. Yeah. So it seems too separated. I get what you're saying, and I agree now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I understand what you're saying. I just don't care. It's fair enough. It does not ruin the story for me at all. It completely ruins it for me. But I understand where you, what, why, why it would you. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I just love that. I just like... I understand you know it. I just don't care. <laughs> we can't understand the the upper thoughts of a cosmic being like yes. him, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, the the real spot where it jumped the shark was for me was just the upside down staircases. Okay, yeah. I was like, they're already mysterious enough being out in the woods. Adding the extra layer of them being upside down doesn't add anything. Okay, at this point, I do kind of agree with you, because while I do enjoy the conspiratorial aspect of that entire section, that goes nowhere. Yeah. Part, like, Upside Down Stairs are never mentioned again. We get the 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 stairs are only mentioned twice. And, and, and like, really, it's just things luring uh, people to the stairs. Yeah. But they're still just the normal stairs. They're not upside down. So it's like, honestly, when he he said Upside Down Stairs, I almost thought it was, like, what you originally thought what the stairs were, which was going down. They're they're normal stairs, but they go down to a pit of some kind. Yeah. Which would have been more fine. I think that would have been cooler, actually. Actually, there were three mentions of the stairs, because there was the other disabled kid. But either way. But, yeah, like, yeah, like, I I can see, like, I don't understand... Okay, so I I understand why you think it's a plot hole because it's the same kind of issue I'm having right now that I'm thinking about. But I don't care. This time I care. Okay. Because thinking about it, every other instance with the stairs, even the stairs that move, I do in quotes, uh, with the with the kid, like where like the, it came to him, like it showed it like it, it either moved to him or he it just it was really just uh, him perceiving it moving to him, but really he was moving to it. Um, the stairs. Yeah. While they are illogical and unknowable in terms of, like, why the fuck they're there, they have a logic to them in that they are obviously some kind of, like, entryway to something else. Or to some unknown thing. Like, whether it be a maw of some monster that we can't see, or, or some spaceship. Cloak spaceship. Um, or whatever. the one I like. But the, but the, but the upside-down stairs make no fucking goddamn sense. And maybe that's the point of them, of, the, of that story. But it breaks down the... the what It... it, it kind of almost breaks the idea of the stairs in themselves mm-hmm. because while yes it makes them even more unknowable it just makes them weird and like I I have no idea why there's mm-hmm. stairs out in the woods now I, th- like, I think we're all going to agree that in the last episode we did we all kind of 
in our recommendations, we speculated that there was going to be something happening with the stairs. Yeah, that was going to be big, and it's continued, and nothing happened really. Okay. Like it's, stuff happened, but nothing it, really we, came. We never of got it. Conclu- the thing is, we never got a conclusion. Yeah. Like, we, and and honestly, I'm I'm actually kind of fine with us not having a conclusion because it leaves us. Because again, it's the same premise of like a cosmic horror thing. It's like we're never going to know, but we can, it leaves us to guess and leaves it leaves us to wonder and like theorize, but. We're not supposed like sometimes we don't like sometimes get, knowing the answer disappoints you, and by not giving us a direct answer, it it gives you just as much like gratification than if we were to say to have it uh, have it known to some because like I'm kind of like, disappointed this, that this it didn't is, go anywhere. Yeah, so like where I agree with you that sometimes we need information for some like some details. This is the part where I walk away, I walk to, and walk a separate path from you. Because in horror, not knowing what that creature is, like not knowing what these stairs are, or what's behind these stairs, but just knowing that there is some, they are some kind of cosmic horror thing, or they are some kind of unknowable thing that we can't possibly comprehend, and we just they're just stairs, but they are the source of the thing. That is enough information for me in a horror story to mm-hmm. get creeped out and stuff because it leaves my mind to wonder, but I'm not like. Itching to find it. I'm not disappointed that we don't have an answer to what it is because as soon as you find out what it is, that's when I become disappointed because it's never going to be the sa- the thing that you thought it was. Yeah, and like, for all we know, if they told the what they were, it wouldn't have been as popular as it is because exactly like half or probably way more than half of the comments are probably just all. Like us, having speculations, speculations about yeah. what the hell the stairs are. Exactly. And that's the nature of cosmic horror, is that we are never supposed to really know what it is. Or, like, it's, it's also kind of the same premise. I'm going to kind of I'm gonna bring in a tabletop Cthulhu thing with this. It's the same reason why uh, a veteran Cthulhu game master will not tell you that the Bayaki is coming through the door. He will describe the creature... Like, like, oh shit, something's coming behind the door, your investigator characters are in the room, are stuck in a room, and it's clawing, it's, you start seeing, bre- like, breaking through the, the door, and you see, like, horrible, like, gnarled, tentacular claws coming through the door, you see a, a horrid beak through a thing. He doesn't say, it's like, and the Biaki is coming through the door. No, you, because as soon as you say Biaki, there is a rooted, there is a, unfortunately, because of the way the Cthulhu game works, uh, like, 30 years have gone by since that game came out, Everyone knows who's playing that game, for the most part, knows what a Bayaki is. So like, oh, it's just a Bayaki. It's got these stats, these stats, these stats. As soon as you, you know what that thing is, the magic about it, the mystery of it, is gone. And you're, and you're left disappointed. Because your expectations are always better than the whatever somebody writes, uh, the, uh, like, writes off what the actual description was, or whatever was behind the description you gave. But also, if you do straight up say what it is, not necessarily immediately, but at one point say exactly what it is, then the, you're telling everyone and giving everyone a 100% image in their head of what it is. And that's not horror. That is fantasy, and that is sci-fi. But that is not horror. When you're trying to scare somebody, you don't always... That's, that's, that is the, the, the difference with between giving everybody... All the information in descriptions. You can give them as much description as you want, but don't tell them what the thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Describe it. Don't tell them what it yeah. is. That's how you do horror. Mm-hmm. That's that is what I've been trying to get across over these last couple of months with you. Is 
the the details should only be applied to the description of something, the horror. But the actually telling you what the horror is, like I don't want to know if that thing is a Bayaki or a Shugoth or whatever, because I know what that is. I know that there's, I know what their nature is. It as much as I love like the to know the animal things of it. Whenever I ever personally, whenever I hear. Whenever I find out too much about a, about a monster in horror movies or in horror stories or whatever, I lose a bit of magic for that creature, or I lose a bit of I, I start losing a little bit of interest with that creature because I know everything about it. Whereas, yeah, you're also desensitized to it. No, so that's no, 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 thing. no, 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 no. <laughs> and, well, and that's also actually an aspect of that. Like it, you could call it that. Basically, is what that is is that you're being desensitized, and that's not like what desensitization is the death of a horror creature, because. It's no longer a horror thing. It is now something out of fantasy or something out of sci-fi. It is something that can be explained, and that's not horror. That so are you is... saying that Jason Voorhees is not horror right now? No, definitely not. No? No. You wouldn't be scared if Jason Voorhees broke I would be... Okay, so that is... Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I would, but that is not that kind of horror. The, 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 the magic of that horror is not knowing everything. The horror of the unknown, like the fear of the unknown... I know which Voorhees is. He's a revenant. He's a giant zombie walking zombie tank, flesh tank man mm-hmm. with a machete and a hockey mask. I know everything really about him thanks to eight plus, ten plus uh, movies that have come out. Um, that is more visceral horror. That is basically trying to scare you. I can't, with I can't big... help but notice you're saying the word horror still. <laughs> I'm... Specializing I, what kind of like I the, do the, get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, oh. like the horror, the fear is gone. I'm worried that I'm going to be killed by Voorhees, but I'm not scared of Voorhees in the same way I was when I first saw Voorhees. When you first see Jason in the first time you ever encounter him in a movie, you have no idea what he is. So all mm. your expectations are, are like are like running on like what the fuck is this thing with what limited information you have. That is how you tell good. Like, uh, I guess it's speculative horror, or, again, fear of the unknown. It's feeding off of the fear of the unknown, which all humans have. Um, So are you saying that all horror movies should never have sequels? Absolutely not. (laughs) Or absolutely, yeah. Like, as much as 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 I love sequels, like, of certain horror movies, at a certain point, the sequels ruin the horror of the original content. Where, like, Jason X kind of... Exactly. (laughs) Again, at that point, you're not... You've shifted... Okay, it's not, so it's death of a certain type of horror is really what I should have spoke, uh, what I should have stated. Yes, because it's no longer like I, I no I hundred percent right? agree <laughs> like, with you. Like it is not it is it no longer a fear of the unknown. It's it a fear of the death. known. It's it is a fear of death. Is really what you, the rest of them continue on because it's a fear you can of know everything killed. about it. But if that creature induces fear, yeah. as an ability of it or whatever, you could still be afraid of it. Yeah, you could. It's just you know about it, and the, that compared to being not a, knowing about it, for me, like when it comes to horror stuff, not knowing about it is what the magic of, of that type of horror is. And I then, agree. Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> um, yeah. So I understand that. Okay. There's. I, we're done. Move on. All right, yes. Let Mikey talk. I'm sorry. I, just, <laughs> I was trying to explain. Like that's why. Like we yeah. shouldn't get all the details of the. We shouldn't be told what the creature actually is. But yes. I agree. Let's move on. I agree to disagree. Alright. Oh. <laughs> See ya. We've talked about this for hours. <laughs> Honestly, we should probably do an episode at some point on, like, our thoughts on horror. Yeah. Uh, Alright. So. The unsung heroes. 
Excellent. Uh, previously, we had the moose. Yes, that's true. Um, now we have the deer man and the backflipping man. Uh, okay. <laughs> Start with the deer man. Okay. So the deer man deer guy. is there to help them. How, why? Well, it, it, it actually, there's a quote that I have here of what the deer man says. Yes. So, I'll, I'll get right to it. I wanted to know if he'd heard it talking too, and he said that the only thing he'd been able to understand was help you. So he's there to help them. <laughs> he says he's there to help them. But I mean, the well, stranger danger has told us. If you notice, the stairs don't show up when he's there. That's true. That's true. That, that, that story has nothing to do with stairs. It's just Also, the backflip man. The stairs don't show up. The backflip man. The backflip man. The backflip man. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> always going to be my head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, the stairs aren't there either. Yeah. So basically, they're there to distract the people so that they don't get captured by the stairs. So are you including the faceless man and the bear man and every other type of man in the situation that they are all the unsung heroes to keep the normal people away from the stairs. Or the carnivorous trees. Or the carnivorous carnivorous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. the guy was staying... Actually, um, so the backflip man... Like, backflip man. That, that's, the backflip man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, in that story, the guy was hiding or was standing behind underneath a tree. Ah. And the backflip man was like, No, stop! He's <laughs> <laughs> just cooking some the method of travel. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're about to hit my crown, my crown, my crown, my crown. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, back here. And then the guy went, went forward a little. He's like, back off. Bam. He's like, all right, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's on one of those trees. Good. <laughs> wow. I love it. <laughs> Notice how we never actually we do we ever actually see the uh, the partner come back? Yeah, because he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Okay, yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Notice that we never see the the, the the partner come back. He got eaten by a carnivorous carnivorous. So I to take a pee. Or he was the backflip. No, but that didn't happen because he did come back. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of all these creatures actually being good guys. <laughs> Because it really makes this being... forest seem like it's essentially the police academy for the SNTF. I, okay, I they're just kind of all off by themselves learning about things. I seriously do want to run that 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 that, uh, that monster campaign where you guys are playing monsters, and like this could be like the start of it. Like basically, you guys are like start off in like a national park where like yeah. monst- where there's other actual like threats and stuff. And basically, you're just employed to to protect people in there. Wow. I kind of want to do that. Tune in, possibly, in our Patreon when I start releasing that. Yeah. Campaign. That'd be really fun, actually. I might actually do that, yeah. yeah. And then you guys could, like, figure, like, either come make your own, make up your own monster or, like, choose a monster from a story we've already done and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, play that. Nice. We might have to do that. Because I kind of like, I really like, it's silly, but I could totally make horror scenarios with that still. Yeah. I could still add in some scary moments. So yeah. And again, like it's playing again, it's playing on your whole like silly SNTF 
aspect. So that's silly. It's, it's, well, it's, 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 like, it's like my, my fantasy game I had where the Pope's monster hit squad. Yeah. Where the monsters fight worse monsters. So, yes. so basically this is the same thing. It's just the SNTF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. That's so awesome. Man, when I was reading through this, I'm like, how the hell could this possibly be a part of it? Oh, well, fuck and it. Just continue reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike could just bring it up. found a way. Right home. Yeah. Hit it right out of the park. All right. Continue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love how we had sorry just quick aside I love how we had this like really heated discussion about horror and how it like used the magic of it and then immediately followed yeah. up with SNTF <laughs> yeah these guys were all just down something well I, I guess like, it, it kind of plays on my like my what I was saying was like as soon as you it, it's horror is like a butch is, is like the edge of a knife there's a fine line between horror and then taking it too silly like making it scary and then making it silly, like, like making it. a monster do backflips repeatedly. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, like that is weird. But if you saw that, oh, you I would, would also be, terrib- be terrified. Yeah, no, I love. It. Yeah, that's the thing. We can talk for days about how silly all these things are. Yeah. But you know, if we were in that situation, I'd be like, "Fuck nope, <laughs> just nope, 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 just yeah. run in the run out of the that forest." There's very few situations that like. Yeah, it's silly, but if you're there, you're, you would be scared. Like, as silly Very as... Few that would not be that bad. Yeah, like, as, as silly as the whole meme of uh, Pennywise with the stupid dance. Yeah. If you were the, in that situation, oh, sakes, yeah. in the lair of this clown monster who's murdering people, yeah. it doesn't matter what he's doing. It would be scary because he is there to murder you. And that's or, the thing. It's because we're watching... your fear or whatever the fuck. It's because we're observing it from a safe space. Like, yes. we're, we're on a couch talking about this stuff. We have, we're, we're completely removed... From what's going on in the story, or we're in front of a laptop. Um, the only way you can make it really like that more scary at that time is turn off all the lights, have like ambient, creepy music playing on your on your headphones or mm-hmm. whatever while you read um, to get you in the mood. Like that's how. But like otherwise, you're safely in your home uh, with the glow of your laptop or computer, what reading spooky stories. That's basically creepy pastas. <laughs> but the the creepiness comes from the afterthought. For the most part, of like, well, if I was in that in that situation, I would be terrified, and that's usually how you have to get. get that's usually how I approach it. Is like, I really like how creepy this. Like, you guys tend to go like more like speculate like how silly this can be. I, well, yeah, I always like my default is to find is to see, is to like kind of get into the mood and get into the story's head of like, all right, I'm in this situation. This would be creepy if I was here. Yes, and I'm the same. I. I keep it. I try to keep myself immersed and get as immersed as I can in the story. But yes, I do always try to like to see if there's a silly aspect yeah. of things mm-hmm. because that is fun to do. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> back flipping for things. Yeah. I wonder if at some point, like when technology advances far enough, that there will be quote unquote interactive stories like through virtual reality oh, and you shit. You know there's going to be yeah. like that. Like that basically when that technology becomes so commonplace it's basically like typing in a, a, a creepypasta in a in like an entry. It's basically just gonna be like programming monsters and like coming up creatures and stuff like that and just throwing in assets and then just like basically it's going to be VR pastas. Like creepy yeah. VR pastas. Like all you can do is move. <laughs> yeah. Creepypasta VR like files mm. that you just like look open up and you just like put on your goggles and your headphones and you're just like and you basically can be like the, the Oculus Rift, the creepypasta. And like you're gonna be like hearing the text and stuff like that. Or like just exp- or honestly just experiencing the story via yeah. an experience. Not mm. just re- Yeah. But that's like like a decades down the road. I don't know. Maybe VR's, a decade. VR's getting pretty good now. 
I'm just saying, like, when it becomes, like, that common yeah, yeah, place, yeah, yeah, like, I'm thinking that's decades away, but... Anyway. We're getting sidetracked. Yeah, we are. <laughs> as we do. Continue, Mikey. Alright. So, in part seven, uh, there is a, a reference to the a staircase mo- actually moving. Is that yes. the evil with the kid, and then, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got the quote here. Uh, he said he'd been watching his dad build a fire, and the stairs came up to him, and he had to go up to them, or something bad would happen. And they just kept watching the fire, like the fire, like the. So I'm wondering if, like, if if he didn't do what the stairs wanted him to do, um, the stairs was going to make the fire like explode or something while his dad was working on it or something, or maybe make his dad just fall into the fire. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was actually like threatening the kid to do what it wanted to do. Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, you mentioned it kind of earlier. I don't know if the staircase. Well, there's three kind of ways it could yeah. either have physically showed up, but it was behind the dad while he's working, so he couldn't tell which drew the kid there. It either showed up in the kid's mind, like, it, like just like the thing yeah. just kind of came in, or the it kid, made the kid walk towards it. Yeah, and it made the kid mm-hmm. think that it was actually moving toward him, but really it was just skewed perspective and it was actually the kid that was moving yeah which makes the most sense in the story because these kids just disappear and walk away yeah they literally just vanish after four seconds of not being in visual contact Mm -hmm. well uh, and I mean sorry just not to cut you off immediately I'm gonna let you finish or I mean we also know like again time space time uh, fuckery is also a a factor in these some of these stories at least it seems like that so what if like um, yeah like so for like kid uh, parent looks away from the kid for four seconds well really it's it's been four seconds so maybe the 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 stairs stop time or like have a time dilation like effect pop up right in front of the kid it's like Come up, my stick. Come up, me, uh, Den- Dennis. <laughs> and then, like, basically, just start walking up the stairs, and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and, and four seconds have gone by. Yeah. But it was really like a couple just of a dilation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's entirely possible. Yeah, because again, I mean, you don't know what the fuck these things are. It's unexplained exactly. magic slash horror yeah. slash space science. Who knows? Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Anyway. So when I saw the the stairs moving, it uh, it just became comical to me. How did you actually see them move? I, I saw them just sprout legs <laughs> start walking. <laughs> did, you see, did you start more of like a, a stop motion? See, I would find that creepy. Like, I, I, but because the stop motion is creepy to me. But yeah, like yeah, like that kind of like like. Almost like uh, like it's it's moving, but it's like almost like stop like it's staticky like it's like like it's stuttering. Is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer a horror? Showing you then they were. Oh no no like but when it's then like when there's a few like uh, scenes like a few frames missing. Oh okay. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like when somebody does like a stop motion thing of like them just like sitting on a on a on a, on a uh, sidewalk. And then sitting on a sidewalk a little bit farther and then farther and farther, so it makes them look like they're sliding. <laughs> like I still find that kind of creepy, like because it's uncanny to me. It's uncanny. Well, oh, there's a Slipknot video then that you I would not like. like. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll show you that after this. I'll, I'll, no, I, like I'd like it. It just I still find it creepy. Like I yeah. enjoy being creeped out. Yeah. Um, but or like the other thing, I, as soon as you said like it just moving, I was like, you're gonna think it's luggage, aren't you? It's gonna be like the legs from from Discworld, where it just like pops up thousands of feet underneath it, it just walks over. Nice. 
Well, another thing is like if it's smooth movement, then it's just movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I thought, and here we observe a staircase in its natural environment. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, if we're talking about the SCP uh, entity, the stairs, it's like, yeah, we're, we're, and now we see the SCP, uh, whatever that entity was, I can't remember. 087, I believe. SCP-087, its natural habitat, the western, uh, west coast forests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch as it stalks its prey. <laughs> this poor child, <laughs> that we could save, but we won't, because this is for science. <laughs> we're, we're just observers here. <laughs> It's like watching a, a, an alley, a crocodile but like take out an animal that's like sipping from the water hole. Except that it's animal like, is a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah, the point. Yeah. Because it's like, again, predator versus prey. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's the other notes that I have. The rest is final thought yeah. sort of things. So, so my turn. Yeah. Alright, so we talked about my first note with the, um, uh, the men in plaid. Man in plaid. Man in plaid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Forestry defense. <laughs> we need to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we need to fucking do that. Write the entire yeah, song. Yeah, I am totally down for that. Okay, so. Part 5, story 2. I don't remember. Oh, this is the one where the, the dude is apparently. Sorry. I did not mean to cut you off, but like, I just. I keep hearing. It's like, I, like I, I go through the whole thing, and then you go through the whole thing, and then you go through the whole thing. I just got this, like. It's like, and that was when they realized something was wrong. It was a loop. <laughs> we're just looping. Because we're going, part five, story one, part five, story one, part five, story one. I'm just like, we're just continuing on. Sorry. I, just... I mean, we could have switched the format if you want to do a shitload of editing. Yeah, no. <laughs> and go, I'm talking about this one that you're talking about, and you're talking about I it. I am not okay, doing put time that. Stamps just, on just everything. Just go. All right, just fine. Go. Just go. So, <laughs> the quote is... Um, but they kept going back out into the woods, so I went after them. This is the one where uh, he's in the woods with dudes, and the one dude's walking away, and he yeah, the uh, the Mexican slender yes, yes, with the with the throat. So um, ah, fleshy peasant of the dispenser. Yes, so I went after him. I know it was stupid, but I was half asleep, and I really didn't want to deal with some idiot getting hurt. So I followed this thing on a dead straight course for about a mile. So I agree that he should go after him. But there's a couple of things. One, wouldn't you think he'd consider waking up at least a couple others to help him? So he's not going out in the forest in the middle of the night by himself while he's half asleep. Yeah. Or, hell, check the other tents, and if everyone else is still there, then this is some random fucking guy you don't and even then know. Call, and then grab your, wake up the other guys, and it's like, we gotta find out what this guy's all about. There's some random creepy guy here. There's some rando in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, again, like, you can kind of shrug it off as, well, he was half asleep, or, like, he was drunk, kind of thing like that, but it's not a good explanation, but it is an explanation, because that's how people act when they're half asleep or whatever. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't have the full it's, cognitive It's semi-plausible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a stupid, it's, it's a late, um, uh, I don't, it, it, it's a lazy way to, a way to write it off, but it is kind of, it is a plausible, lazy way to write it off. It's another one of those situations where it would be nice in the story if the storyteller was like, in hindsight, I should have asked for guys to come with me, but I went out by myself yeah, exactly. in my half-asleep state. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just to shut me up, specifically. <laughs> but anyways, um... <laughs> oh man, some asshole is going to critique this... Uh, yeah. fucking, I'm adding this extra five set, five set words in. Yeah, totally. <laughs> there. <laughs> fuck you, future guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, fuck you, future reader. <laughs> I mean, not really, but... Yeah, I would hope not. Well, I guess some people technically write that way because there are troll passes, right? Well, I mean, there's also that one where we, we did which uh, was like the serial killer turned out to be a creepypasta writer so that he could lure in critics and kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Picture this. Yeah. I mean, hindsight, I actually don't mind that idea. It's just... Because it, it... I mean, it's it's likely not a an actual attack on critics on creepypastas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... It, it was the right time when we did it that it was like, uh, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> like, but anyways. Part six, the intro. Yeah. Um, so the quote is, um, there's also been some confusion about the new formatting requirement on the board, which I've been, which I've cleared up. So the next few stories are going to be posted a little differently. I'll be in, they'll be in chronological order, so I'll do my best to tie them into each other as much as I can so it doesn't skip around too much. What was the problem okay, with I'm, No Sleep that they had to change from this previous I guess, format? I guess he was getting a lot of comments about like how, which I think is stupid, but I think he was getting a lot of comments about, um, or she, because the author's actually a woman. Um, she was getting a lot of comments probably about like how it kind of was all over the board, like it was like all over the place. Like they were, they started off as just random stories. They still are, technically. Which, Yes, but like now, now they're actually kind of collected to be a little bit more connected. Like this story connected to this thing and this thing. However, I that wasn't a problem for me in the original no, section. Like, but okay, here's the thing though: it's not the commenters because it specifically says um, there's also been some confusion about the new formatting requirements on the board, oh. aka no sleep has rules as to how to write things. Yeah. So yep. from that, they have a specific problem with going, here's my intro, here's a point, here's my first story, here's a point, here's my next story. They have a problem with that. Huh. I guess, yeah. Something. That's annoying. It, like, it's basically the, the formatting type thing. It's it, like you have to write it like it's an actual book now. Like that's, that's the only way. Like... Yeah, that's kind of... Because well, you have to write it down as a continuous sort of story, I guess, is the... But, like, this... The way it was written before was fine, like... I thought it was fine, it was too. a collection of stories, like, it, it made it seem realistic. Like, and I, that I, is yes. the fucking point of no sleep. Yeah, it, <laughs> The forced change did kind of ruin that a little bit for me, because it didn't feel as immersive. Because they had to go, here's this story, and then this person just happened to tell me about this person who told me about this story... I mean, who happened to do this? Like it's too. To me, like I don't see why the. Honestly, to me, that makes it feel a little bit more immersive because it feels like somebody's actually collecting. A you just of... said it was less immersive. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Did I? You said you liked the point format because it was realistic. Yeah, no, I like the point format. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you. I thought you were complaining that it was point. Format. I'm complaining about the new one. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Because Sorry, they yes. have to say, "Here's my in- intro section." Here's uh. How I got the first story. Here's the first story. Here's how I got the second story. Yeah. But like, it has to be all in actual written standard format like paragraphs. Not point form. Not point form. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I thought it was actually kind of annoying. Like that, we I had like, okay, where's this? Where's the story end? Where's it start? Okay. Yeah, I had to find it. Like, mm-hmm. it was from, 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 from like for discussion and stuff of like that. I thought it was yeah. really annoying. Um, but like, yeah, like 
the first way, like, it gave us, like, yeah, bullet points to, like, figure, like where the stories were, like, ending and starting. It's like, that's fine. I don't understand why... It contains everything in that bullet point, so... Everything you need to know about that is in that Almost story. Like, it tells you where, who said the story to him, everything yeah. about it. And like, if Reddit's concerned, that, like, or Reddit no sleep's concerned that like it's like they're doing that they have those rules to like make it feel more realistic and or whatever. Because generally, that's what Reddit no sleep's all about. Is like you're telling spooky stories that are like in game, like they're immersive. Like, you're pl- you're you're not the author writing like an omniscient story. You're retelling a story that happened to your character to you as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah, if they're like that's almost like restricting your your creative process. That's kind of yeah. bullshit. And it's just through formatting. Like, who cares? Yeah. Oh God. All right. Or it's yeah. some problem that they have with like if you're posting a story, you post one story. That is your story. Well, you can't put multiple stories in one posting. That might be the problem. Which yeah. that's also so true. they had to blend it all together so they could say, look, it's technically one story. And if that's the case, like honestly, there's something wrong with Reddit no sleep's formatting situation then, because yeah. that shouldn't they they shouldn't. I mean, again, we we voice our opinions on shit like that, uh, like on like what we think and what we think should be done for a story or whatever, but we don't like enforce it. Like that's kind of bullshit when you enforce yeah. it. Yeah. Like Hell, that might be why they stopped. the writer kind of stopped because they're like because this was uh, part six, so they did. One more full one, and then the half one after that. So yeah. there could, might have just been like, I don't like that they're they're cramping they, my stuff. Maybe that's why they're. Uh, maybe we'll get a little bit more in the book. Yeah. Like maybe we'll actually get a continuation in the book, maybe. But yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I think actually we we're unanimously agreeing that like yeah that was a it's, shitty, it's a weird <laughs> switch. Yeah, that was a post- shitty um, like. Are you are you looking up something? Yeah, I'm looking up the posting guidelines for. Oh, okay. oh okay. Thank you. Cool. Um, because I would like to know. Because again, like that's just like you shouldn't like nobody should tell you how, like you're we're allowed to like give our opinion, but we shouldn't enforce the opinion upon somebody forcefully. Like especially like, with just something stupid like formatting. Like exactly, yeah. Like this again, like the formatting was fine the initial way. Like I liked it. And okay, so the rules are all no sleep posts must be horror. Yeah. The inclusion of horrible events does not necessarily make a story horror. Yeah. Your post must be a story. That means it has to have a plot. This, these ones did. Yeah, something must happen, and then something else must happen as a result. Which they did. So, uh, like, did they previously? Okay, yeah, so the first ones, it was subtle. <clears throat> like, well, okay, it wasn't that subtle, but it was you know, the person who was not the author, it was a character telling these different stories that they've been gathering from friends, from pe- from their own experiences as well as experiences of others who work in the search and rescue woods. But as the stories were going on, we were getting a secondary narrative, a secondary plot of the character themselves digging into what the hell is wrong with these stairs. Yes. But it was being told through a slightly less traditional method because of the bullet point forms. It started off seeming like just a bunch of collections of short, of, of short accounts but there was a plot throughout it all. I think part of the problem might be some of the accounts that were before were not really tied to it, and it's just a kid died in a horrible way out in the woods, and it has nothing to do with the actual story. Uh, here it is. One post, one story. If you have multiple stories to tell, you should that they should be in separate posts and mind all the other rules. 
A single post should not be a number of very short stories posted together. That's bullshit. I'm sorry, that is absolute bullshit. Um, because the way this story is told, it has to be a series of stories. Like, otherwise, this yeah. is going to be fucking 30 parts. Yeah, okay, well, in yeah, that's the bullshit. way that the rules are laid out, that sounds like it's set up so if a person is saying, okay, here's a bunch of stories, they, they're not related at all. Putting them all in one post, they, I agree. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, don't yeah. cut me off. Yeah. If a person is putting a, po- a post out with five stories that aren't related and they're all really short stories, yeah, you shouldn't do that because yeah. they're not related. But these are all related. Yeah. So there should be but an, an inclusion was, on that yeah. that unless all of them are directly related. But obviously, somebody contacted complained, our, complained or contacted the uh, the author. The fun police showed up. Yeah, basically, that's fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, just like it's bullshit that it ended so abruptly because mm-hmm. of. Oh, again, we're kind of speculating why. Like, it's pretty, probably pretty logical that it probably it, it ended because the the rights and some of that, and the person probably. Like, and I think yeah. I remember the author saying that she didn't really want like no like want to continue or something like that because of what happened. She or, might have not wanted to continue because of these rules. That could be <laughs> it too. Yeah. Style. And maybe that's why, again, maybe that's why she's doing the book, so that she can, yeah. like, fuck you, I'll do what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, all the power to them, because... Yeah, okay. um, didn't they also switch to a blog or something? Yes, they the did, Tumblr? actually. They did? Oh, yeah. oh, right, yeah, they did switch to Tumblr. Right? Yeah. Which we might have to do. <laughs> we'll do, see if there's any continuations or any extra stories that are being told. I'm not sure. But anyway. That's good to know. Yeah. So, moving on. So, part six, story one. The drunk story. Um, I found it, it kind of odd how specific the story was. Um, I know 90% of it isn't quoted from Frank Drend, um, but the fact that they were drunk is... Wait, but the fact that they were drunk is put down multiple times in the story, so they're hammering it in that they're fucking wasted, yeah. and still, like, it's very clear and informational. It's a little forcely derivative. Like, yeah. It, it, it's kind of like... It's kind of like it's a point. Like he's straight up telling a story that he's like spent a little time practice. Yes, it like you can remove the fact that they're drunk, and it's the exact same outcome. Yeah. So it's kind of pointless to be there. Yep. In the second one, you can tell the person's a little more drunk unless they they just swear heavy, but still. Yeah. Tourette's man. Yes. So part six, um, the intro to story two. Um, this happened about six months after the conversation with my friend at the bar. So, that was the, that was the conversation with Frank Drend. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even aware that was at a bar. They never mentioned a bar at all. They were at a, I thought they were at a party. They were at a party. Mm-hmm. I guess they and were at a party I, in a bar. But, you when, know, no, I, I get what you're saying, though. Because, like, when I, when I heard party... I instantly thought like a like a house party. They went to Frank Dren's house. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's other people there. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Or maybe they're on a patio or something like that. That's what I kind of envisioned. And then suddenly, I then we cut to like I guess six months later, or however long it was. um, Even though you just said what it was, this (laughs) happened about six months after the conversation with my friend at the bar. And yeah, they were at a bar. It's like oh, so the party was at a bar. Yeah. Okay. Um, And because of like that, like that kind of says that at least the description of. Where the description, where the uh, conversation was in the previous one, was described pretty terribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll concede to that. <laughs> well, that's one of the sort of overarching issues with a, a lot of these stories. Like you assume they're put in the woods, yeah, and mountain and whatever, but 
Case in point, suddenly there's a bar. Like, well, the bar wasn't the like, story. Also, that's but that's, that's where yeah. Sar learned about the story. Yeah, but you would think the a party, like they would be partying around a campfire in the woods, yeah, based or at on someone's cottage. Yeah. yeah, it's actually also the same thing about like how we were having a, a, a conflict of like description or whatever for the forest and the desert thing. Yes, mm-hmm. because that forest, like that park or whatever, or not even I don't think it was a park, but like that area could mm-hmm. be partially forested and then go into yeah. the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the, or played the game or heard the game uh, Over or, uh, Firewatch? <laughs> Overwatch. I've never heard of Overwatch. <laughs> Tell me about yeah, it. No, I'm sure no, no one else that's listening Firewatch, to this. Firewatch, right? Have you heard of it? Yes. I have. He plays the Firewatch guy. Yeah, well, that park, that, that park that the guy's in is partly deserty or partly, mm-hmm. like, like it's, it's that kind of, like, where it's some more scrubland okay. or scrubberish. Which I would, and or even like uh, like north, uh, southern uh, California area, and so that they have forests, obviously, or it's where Flushgate took place. For, uh, Flushgate, if you look at that area, it's got mountainy areas and ravines and whatnot, and forested areas. But then there's like sparse areas that are like most almost like desert. See that grinding sound? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all knew what that grinding sound was. Yeah, of course, we're, it's normal. It'll go away. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm moving on. I don't even so. know if that picked up on the radio. So Probably not. Um, okay, so part six, story two. Um, because of the urgency, this is the situation where the um, uh, the kid with Down syndrome is missing. Yes. So because of the urgency of the situation, him being mostly unable to function alone, we had the local police come in and help us. Mm-hmm. And yet, you waited an entire day to call the chopper in to help. If I mean, they were like, hoping they could find him in like like they could find him on foot first. Yeah, but, like, well, if it's that urgent of a situation, like, this kid will die if we don't find him very soon. Yeah. They already called the cops, so why not bring in the chopper? Well, it's one of those things where there's a radius, and the radius slowly grows over time, because that's how far someone can walk yeah. in a specific time. So, basically, in the at the beginning, there, there's a small radius, so you can theoretically have enough people to search that area yeah. before and then the next day the radius has grown so yeah. large that they need a chopper yeah like i, I also yeah think so I- like it'd be overkill to bring a chopper in but like in that situation where someone out there has no way of actually protecting themselves like you'd figure you'd kind of go overkill just to be sure i haven't it's a shitty or it's a it's a it's a terrible um explanation in terms okay. of like in terms of like in how how like sad it is yes protocol they yeah, yeah. Like, like it was it was probably more cost effective. It's probably like like it's like yeah, this kid like needs to be found today or like as soon as possible. Yeah. But what if like they, they probably were hoping that within the first couple of hours they could do it with a huge manhunt, mm-hmm. like with with manpower because that's a lot cheaper than having a helicopter go over top like that. That helicopter costs uh, the, that guy's shift or that guy's like uh, like service plus yeah, fuel. fuel. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a shitty kind of impersonal like yeah. thing about it because they are trying to find this kid as soon as possible but I'm thinking it was probably protocol that like if yeah. they can't find him in, in that first day that those first like 13-14 hours or whatever yeah. then we get the helicopter in. yeah you're probably and, right unfortunately like, um, like basically I'm not, I'm not saying you're unfortunately no, 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 right no, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying the, the, that sucks that you're right because yeah. of that yeah. um, from what I understand again I'm not sure how 100% this is but like as far as I know like for missing peoples and stuff like that if you can't find them in the first 24 hours they're dead 
But then, at, or they're Ford, not. Is they're not Ford? officially a missing person until twenty four hours. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not officially a missing person until twenty four hours. And then, mm-hmm. if they haven't found them within forty two hours or something, they're they're likely not going to be able to find them yeah. alive anyway, or unharmed. Mm-hmm. That's usually the the issue. I think I, it, it might yeah. be slightly different, but yeah, that's basically the the the, yeah. the layman pr- breakdown is mm-hmm. based on what I've. But I just happen to know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay. Although that might be different in it, a forested yeah, area, yeah, true. Because it's more dangerous than because there's wild animals and such. Yep. Mm-hmm. But either way, uh, so moving on to part six, story three. So this is the uh, the tree one. Nice. Where they cut the tree down. So, um, so the quote is: "The inside of the tree was all rotted out, and they in hollow in one spot, and when they'd." Cut it down, it had exposed that chamber, and inside it is a hand. Like a perfectly severed hand, and it looks like it's actually fused with the inside of the tree. So, when I first read that, I didn't really have a clear vision of what happened, what it actually looked like. It took me a couple minutes to actually get an image of this into my head. So, what I envisioned is, from the cut line, um, on the felled part of the tree, the top part of the tree that they cut down, not the stump, the uh, the tree is mostly hollow, rotted on the inside, and a foot or two up, there's a human hand fused into the middle of the hollowed out section. So it's like it's only hollowed out so much, and there's a hand out of that spot. Okay, that's what I envisioned. No, no, I'm with you because I did have that initial like it's like, are they gonna find the rest of them under like on the other side of the of, like on the other part of the tree? Mm-hmm. Like, was it just like it's just his like, hand sticking out? And then like yeah, but like he's actually like the rest yeah. of his arm or like the yeah. rest of his body is somewhere on the like inside the rest of the tree. I, and then I and then I re, and then I read the continued reading is like oh so it's it's like on the side I guess yeah side. how how like how did you see it because I, I saw initially it, saw I saw it like this like it's a bucket essentially with yeah. a hand in the bottom poking out yeah. at me that's how I saw um, it. basically the way I saw it's like so they cut this like they cut it off and some of that and like they when they opened it up when they found out the there's a cavity in there they opened it up and they found the um, the hand it's like. Oh shit! You guys actually cut down, cut the guy's hand off. <laughs> like who was stuck inside this tree? <laughs> I, I saw. Like, I thought the, the rest of the bo- the dude or the body or whatever was in the tree somewhere else, and they just actually the reason why it was a severed hand was because they cut it. You wouldn't know it was a severed hand because all you would see is meat on both sides. That's true. Yeah, you just see a circle of meat. Oh no! Except like when they looked in the cabin, because the way I saw it was like they cut it and. The hand was fused, to, but the hand was fused to the bottom. So I, I basically saw like they'd. Oh, so like bo- top and bo- like top a, and bottom, a, the cuts in the middle. Yeah. But this whole area is hollow. Yeah, and then when they so cut, when they cut it, they accidentally cut that came down, and then the the severed hand fell into the stump. Yeah, basically. Okay, I can and see then that. The rest of the hand, the body is somewhere else in that in that log. Yeah. Um, but then I realized, I guess it's on the side of the the inside. Yeah, because that's to be hard. fused. Yeah, because it's fused, so it's got to be. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, so it's it's. Again, like I said, like it's basically like how I, my speculation is that it was again a carnivorous coniferous, and it's basically a digestive thing where it's like just infused into the hand and it's slowly being consumed, or something like that. Yeah. Or it's like a a, uh, a uh, screwed up or a um, uh, what the hell am I talking about? Say um, it's a teleportation spell gone wrong, and the guy's infused into the tree. Oh, possibly, yeah. <laughs> Some some mage or some shaman was that was out there like like doing teleportation spells like teleport to like the top of a mountain and end up teleporting into a tree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or maybe time travel gone wrong. That too. 
since it is spatial anomaly area. Yep. Yeah, so maybe like it might have been like a hiker and just like in the future that's yeah. in the future that's clear cut and that's like a Walmart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back into the middle of the tree. Yeah, and just like dies instantly yeah. from the uh, from the whole thing from the process. So um, one way that I think they could have taken this way worse is. If there was not just the, the hand, but multiple body parts okay. or an entire body in the tree. So when they're cutting into it, there's just a fountain of blood coming out of the chainsaw <laughs> no, sure, as they're yeah. trying to cut down the tree. Or like when they cut, yeah, when they cut it open, like it, like go the full like digestive system thing, and like yeah, this like there are rotting like this rotting like chamber inside the tree, but not just like rotting fl- like wood, but also like rotting flesh and stuff like bones and stuff that like they're still like partially dissolving mm-hmm. or fusing into the tree as well. So or like when like, they cut the tree apart, the tree itself has internal organs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to them, like yeah. again, we have evidence of the carnivorous carnivorous. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I really fucking like. I want a story again. I want a movie about that or a show yeah. about that, like killer trees. But like, or like that seems like that feels like an X Files episode, honestly to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, um, part six, story four. This mm-hmm. is uh, Tourette's star. Tourette's star. Uh, his story. So, is the entire thing paraphrased, or, the, or do you think these are actual quotes from Tourette's star? Because this whole thing is in quotes. Is Tourette's star the, uh... he's the? He's the drunk guy who's swearing all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. The one with Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> probably the Tourette's. Yeah, you know, well, what's, what's the story about again, though? Like for that one. Um, is it backwards man or back uh, backward man? Yes. Yes, because yes. he was doing multiple fucking backflips all the fucking right, yeah. time, and he wasn't fucking hitting anything. It's like he fucking knew everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, I mean, yeah, like, like he's probably, like, transcribing or paraphrasing what the guy said. Yeah, like, so. I, I was almost thinking, like, did Sar actually decide to bring a recorder with him? Yeah. Because of how popular this is getting, so he's actually recording everything and then writing down what he specifically said. Yeah. Hence why Mm. there's so many fucking and shits and... Yeah, because otherwise, like, he probably wouldn't have done that. Like, he probably would have said, like, yeah, the guy told me this, 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 and this, this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With no no, the swearing. Or maybe includes, like, yeah, there's a lot more swearing involved, but you get the gist. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep this PG. Yeah, Yeah, with these, like, body parts on, like... Yeah, this is totally PG. This guy getting killed. Although... Oh, this was also the one with the, uh... The head... Right? No, this is no death happens in this. Okay. This is when backflipper shows up, pulls out his gun, shoots at him, right. he leaves, and that's it. Yeah, I would like to point out that part five and six have trigger warnings. Do they? Yes. So they on my one browser, it would not show the story. Shit. Oh yeah, they, it did say like not safe for work or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder why. Well, like, gut boy. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that and <laughs> yeah, Gut Boy was pretty visceral. Um, <laughs> gut Boy, you Gut Boy. Yeah. Oh god, Gallows humor all over the place. Pretty much. Yeah. So. So um, but in that same story, yeah. Uh, quote is now I've got my pistol, but you and I both know that he ain't gonna do shit against a cat. Yeah. This is when he hears some weird noise, so he thinks it's the mountain lion. So yeah. pulls out his little pistol and cocks it back. Um, so I did a little bit of research looking around yeah. at forums for the kind of pistols you would use to potentially defend yourself against a mountain lion. Okay. And I got really mixed results. So I'm assuming that he's talking about like a police issue kind of standard ass revolver, right? right? Because that's kind of the standard ass pistol most people get. So, um, 
like 10, 15 minutes of research reading a forum of a bunch of people responding to someone saying that there's mountain lions in my area and I have a 40 caliber pistol. Is that good enough for for home defense? And Wow, that was... I love the internet for its oddly specific... Uh, I know, stories. right? I know. <laughs> but, um... Why not anything on the, on the internet? Yeah, now? pretty much. Because yeah, it, it chances are, if you've asked that question, 40 other people have asked that question. Yeah, essentially. But it seems like it's relatively factual. Like, um, yeah. some people are saying that he'd be fine. Other people are saying that you should probably have a shotgun or a rifle. Yeah, th- other people are saying, like, you shouldn't bother at all. Because by the time you see it, you're probably dead. Well, yeah. They use like raptor tactics, so, like they'll ambush you and just jump on you. So, yeah. I think I think honestly, like the the way I imagine it is, you probably want to go with uh, like a pistol or like uh, like a shotgun for stopping power, mm-hmm. because that thing's a, that's a big like you you don't think it, but like I've seen actually like in the last couple of years I've actually like been at like a a zoo that has like mountain lions in it, and those things are like again I was in a I was in a zoo in, uh, called Gatorland in Florida a couple of years back, mm. and. Again, that's like Florida, so like swamps and all that stuff. Yeah. But they had mountain lions in the uh, in one of the, uh, the kennels, or like a cougar or puma. Or Did they, they scream? No, um, but they were huge, and I don't mean like like they were big cats, but their mass, like these things were like they're they had a lot of like flabby like skin because they were, hadn't like bulked up yet for this for the winter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, that thing was at least three or four, maybe five hundred pounds. Oh yeah. Like, well, they, they don't get a lot of room to run around. Yeah, but that's... Uh, I mean, I'm talking, like... Imagine, like, a muscle-wise. Like, yeah. That thing has got to be fucking heavy as hell. Like, oh, heavier, sure. than, heavier than most... Like, at least heavier than, like, two or three guys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the consensus, like, essentially, online is, like, if you have a pistol, you should have something with enough stopping power, and you have to shoot to hit him in the head. Yeah. So, that's, that, that, not take. that's where they're saying, like, a shotgun's better, because also, they're fucking fast. Yeah. So, hitting that in the fucking head, not easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But either way, relatively factual on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, part seven, story one. This is the one with the deer guy. Deer so. Guy. Sorry, I just, I, every time we did, uh, ever since, ever since we did that, it's like, deer guy, <laughs> I have always hated you. Sincerely, goat man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> it's fine. So, um, my only points on this are three seemingly unnecessary specific things that are in this. And I don't know why they're there. First of all, the flint. Yes, they yep. specifically mention the flint, and they specifically show that um, um, Hans Skype um, yes. is uh, learning how to use it. So I, fi- I figured, like, through natural story-related bullshit, like, he's going to have to use it for some reason. Nope. But it's it's just it's there for reasons. It's just because it's just out of flavor. It's like he never got to use it before, and as a kid, like he was fascinated by it. That's yeah, but it's it's really like just, it's like mentioning that they had brown bread that trip instead of white bread. It doesn't matter. No, yeah, yeah, I, I get you. Um, I mean, to me, it just added like it, he was he was trying to. It, to me, it seemed like he was just trying to recall any kind of details because it wasn't like several. It was mm-hmm. probably a decade or two ago. Uh-huh. Or several decades ago, like when he was that young, so he's like trying to recall it. So I, I just got that kind of s- thing was like he's, it's like oh yeah, I remember like the flint thing, and like I remember being fascinated because it was the first time as a kid like learning about it, like how to make a fire that way and stuff, like just like trying to like recall anything about those that that night. Or I agree. It's just oddly specific and goes nowhere. Yeah, no, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the second one is um, the air slash water temperature. So the quote is um, the way our camp was set up. 
we were about 10 feet from the river, and we were at the widest point. So it was probably about 25, 20 feet to the other bank. It gets hot up here in the summer, but the water's still cold, which is important. Specifically says, which is important. So in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going to matter some to the story somehow. I, th- I think uh. it's. I think the only reason that's important is because it gets hot up there, and you need to like cool down. I think that was more just a survive. Another one of those survival tips that didn't need to be there, but it was just like again him recalling something. But the way it's again, just like the flip, the way it's laid out, it seems like it's important to the story. Yeah, but it's not. No, it, or is it? Do you have a revelation for me? Here, I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> Dear man, nipples. <laughs> what? They, they get pointy and cold. And he waded across the water. <sighs> the water was cold. The air yeah. was not. Yeah, but it's still something to creep you out. But it's coming out of the water. Is it the reason why the deer man was speaking quietly? Because he had shrinkage after going through the cold water? Yes. Why? Either I way. I don't care. The third weird thing, we, we kind of already brushed on the pee pan throw. Yeah. What is the point of that? Cause I have no idea. He pissed his pants. I understand. You're running away from a monster. I also. You're slowing down <laughs> to take your pants off and throw them. Like, instead of just sprinting with your pee pants. Also. What's the point? You're, so you're, yeah, you're, you've removed your pants, which are peed, but your under your your no, underpants no, are those are gone too. So you just <laughs> he, right, he doesn't actually yeah. he doesn't actually say throws underwear off, yeah. but it seems ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't no, it's, impede his running. It's just again, <laughs> I think I think really what the, the whole thing is like that you're having an issue with, but like the reason why he's saying all these details is because again he's trying to recall this event that happened so long ago. And like it's just stuff that keeps coming. They keeps remembering about it. I understand, it's but pointless. here's the thing: this is actually a story no, that this you. person wrote. But so they wrote that this character took his pants off and threw them in, into the bush for a reason. I no, there is no reason. The only reason is that it's the char- It's to show that uh, like this is kind of a natural way of this character like figuring out this information because this is basically a transcribe of this character's like story. So it's th- every detail. I understand how that. asinine it might be. Is just. Remember recollection. I'm just saying, in from what I know about humanity, I can't see a situation where a human running in fear from a creature that they think is going to kill them would think it's more important to take their pants off than run. And I agree with that. I have Thank no you. idea. Fine. Moving on. Part uh, seven. Story four. No. What? What? They might. I've thrown the pants to throw the creature off because of smell. They smell the yeah, pee. Yeah, that, that kind of... Think about that, yeah. I, his, I, his underpants are still pee, though. Yeah, so unless you got but, rid of that, and then going... But it's... Yeah, exactly. It's just, okay, okay, I agree with you, but say it in the story. Yeah. 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 Fine. Moving on. Part seven, story four. So he ran commando. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. It's, if he said, "I took my pants off while I was running," and threw them in the bush to throw him off my scent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Throw him off my scent. Five more words. Yeah, I would I be happy. Continue. Fine. Part seven, story four. Uh, long quote. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> Do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I can I can summarize. They're talking about the grinding noise. Yeah. And they're saying, we all know what it meant, whatever the fuck. Um, 
Yeah, we already talked about how really they never mentioned it, but after reading the entry, I was thinking maybe the grinding noise was the engine on the cloaked ship starting up. (laughs) 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 That's the only thing that's makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, maybe that is what the noise is. It's just, like... It's it's, the ship landing. Yeah, and that's why, like, it it, it occurs when the stairs show up. Yeah. Because it's basically... Yeah, what if it's, like, it's, like, the whole ship is actually... Or the cloaking effect starting off. the grinding sound is actually the, uh, the, uh, the grinding of it, of the, uh, the ship, of the, uh, the stair compartment, or the ramp, coming down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like... Or it, like, sliding out if it's a spiral or whatever, but, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What a revelation! What a revelation! <laughs> God. God, this has got to be our longest fucking episode. It's fine. I'm finishing. This last thing, I don't have anything to say about part eight. Cool. So, part seven, story four. Uh, she was standing at the edge of the camp looking at something in the trays, and I could see she was really pale. The fire was low, but uh, bright enough to see her. So, here's the thing. The short little thing I have about this. They went to bed and left the campfire on. Yeah, don't I know. you normally put that out in case of fire becoming forest fire because no yeah. one's been watching the fire. Well, they even specifically mentioned that they were worried about the fire catching more fire. That was uh, no, 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 that's a that different story. story. Yeah, that was when they were, the kid was twelve years old. Regardless, yeah. this is a person who is a search and rescue operative, a mm-hmm. operative person. He's in the four services. Yeah. So you would think he would know basic yeah. Yeah. kind of camping. Unless he, unless he like just burned out to embers and just let it cool, that like give it a little bit of glow or whatever. But yeah, no, it, it makes no fucking sense. The fire was low but bright enough to see her in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, they left the fire going. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm done. Yeah, okay. Moving on. Cool. Final thoughts. Boom. <laughs> Hate it, hate it, hate it. Done. <laughs> so, if you like what you heard. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm gonna, my final thoughts, I'm going to leave with the final words. I'm going to lead with the final words. Uh, and above all, don't touch them. Don't look at them. Don't go up them. So, that is the last, like, and that's in reference to the, the stairs. Before so, we, before we continue, yeah. just a little thing. Because that is even the last line. It's all about the stairs. It's all about the stairs. It's always been about the stairs. <sighs> Not with the show that they're doing. I know. And that's my, my piss off about yeah. it. Yeah, okay. There. Sorry, I just had to say that. Continue. Yeah, I know. I understand. Um, so, I know I made a, uh, I know I made a complaint about earlier about, um, when I got to my part, about the end last part being kind of a little too zany and cartoony. Yes. I did enjoy the end of the series, though. And I know you guys didn't like the ending. Okay. Because when after I finished re- by the time I finished reading the end of part eight, I was honestly left with a slight tinge of dread. Um, like it doesn't end like these stories usually do with some zinger or good note or anything. It just stops because the the things are getting hectic and Sar can't safely recall any more stories without getting caught by superiors or something like that. Um, now part of this is likely because the show writes and maybe our author didn't feel like they want, they could continue with uh, on Reddit and hence why they're trying to do like trying to get a book out and something like or like get a book made up yeah. for it. And maybe we'll see a little bit extra more at the end for the books uh, version. However, it doesn't, the fact that it doesn't stop, it, the fact that it doesn't stop entirely resolved, like, doesn't piss me off because well, yes, Fuck, it's just like, alright, um, I have to stop now because 
this shit is happening in the story, but and then in reality, we also know all that other stuff that's going on yeah. in, this, in the in frames to the story itself. But to me, it it, it left the, it just like basically just the woods are creepy. Shit's getting more more worse in the woods. I have to stop for now. I got, like hopefully I can maybe catch up a little later, and then it's over. And then it's just yeah, it just abruptly ends, and you're just like, I wasn't left unfulfilled. Like I don't know. Like, I I think you guys said that you guys didn't really like the ending because it just drops. But to me, like that was fine because I don't like it leaves me to like speculate a little bit about the, what the stairs were, but in a uh, a fulfilling way, like or in like a way that like um like I think it's also one of the reasons why I like Lovecraft or like it, it kind of harkens to a Lovecraft story because Lovecraft stories are notorious for anticlimax. Like mm. this guy, he's, the, the the archaeologist sees this horrible thing in a tomb. And passes out and wakes up in a hospital the next day, and apparently he clawed his way out of the, some de- of the desert and found his way to his sal- salvation. But he's haunted by what's going on, and that's the end of the story. Same kind of base premise for this is like this character has dug too deep and has to stop, and the woods are freaking or, or the woods are getting worse. It has kind of a I think the dread I was getting was that like shit is getting worse. To the point where our writer, our uh, our author, or not author, our narrator character, cannot continue spreading the word because his supervisors are getting more, are getting more and more paranoid about who's dropping these stories and stuff like that. Just be safe out there. Sr out, and then it's like, wait, but the woods are still. Oh, and then like you're just kind of left there in the dark, with the scary monsters still in the dark. <laughs> like to me, that's kind of what I got from the ending, um, and I know that's not everybody's opinion. Um, and I know, and I understand, like why you guys like might not like that ending because you want a better, like a more fulfilling ending. But with this, with what we got, with it just abruptly, like being all crazy and then just ending abruptly, I it still held my this whole series has still still held my interest for the last four parts. So I genuinely like this. Like I, I recommend the. Search and Rescue Woods, um, as a series, as a story, as as the stories, the eight parts. Um, and I hope she does get a, the book written up, and I hope it does have a little bit extra at the end. But as it is right now, like if this is all we have, like this was a worthwhile adventure. So, that's my notes. What's your opinion, Mikey? <laughs> all right. So as I said before. Part five for me jumped the shark. Yeah, and I found that part seven for me sort of overstated its welcome because it was a well of text, and then part eight wasn't long enough. And it's not because it abruptly ends; it's because the stories are just. Like, one paragraph each. There's no depth to the stories in part eight. Yeah. Because they're... I mean, it, does, it doesn't it abruptly end, but it's also, like, rushed because it's almost like they're trying to, like, just yeah. have a... Like, it's like, I need to go. This is the, my last update. Here, like, things are getting crazy. Like, this thing happened or this thing happened. And th- like, he's not even bothering with, like, telling us stories at this point. He's just basically run, giving us rundowns of stories. Yeah. Well, to me, it, it seemed more like just ideas for stories that he didn't spend get, the time get the to yeah. go through. So, 
in that regard, it probably shouldn't have been done. And he could have gone back to part seven and edited it and just put, sorry guys, this is the end. Yeah. Or something like that and finish it there instead of having this few really short stories and then see ya, I'm out. Okay. Because he's uh, writing this because he's not allowed to write this anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so he figured the last one would almost be no stories and just specifically say, this is why I cannot continue anymore. I mean, yeah. He kind of Because does, he's he in does, shit no, yeah, I for doing this. Mm-hmm. He does kind of do that, but yeah, he does also add some stories, but like half-asses the stories, basically. Yeah. That's what he does. Um, I don't I kind of like the, uh, the, the way it's done, though, because to me, like... Yeah, he's putting all these, like, like, he's just mentioning all these other ideas. And yeah, sure, they could all be done stories, and they should be done, like, as full stories. But the way he, like, just kind of drops them, it's like, shit's getting worse. Like, thing, it's almost like the stairs are getting, because he's making the stairs more known, the stairs are aware that they're becoming more known. And so shit's getting a lot more, shit is starting to heat up. And it kind of, like, to me, the dread that I was getting, like, the slight, you know, it was dread I was getting as I was reading the story, or intensifying, felt like... If there's ever a sequel to this, it's literally going to be like, or or like again, maybe if Channel Zero season three does, which I, I, I hope I don't think it'll happen, but I hope that yes, the the the, the whatever was contained in the woods, the stairs, are migrating out because now they're out of the they're out of the they're in the public eye now, mm-hmm. be, or, be, or they're on the they're on the minds of whoever reads like Reddit, no sleep on the internet, and like checks out the internet and stuff, so they're now part of the consciousness, like they're part of the public. In terms of like knowledge, like or like legends and stories and stuff like that, so there's no point in hiding in the woods anymore because mm-hmm. they can just pop up now in the in the cities. That's the dread I'm kind of getting, and it's it's a good dread. It's like kind of a, an anticipation of something is about to happen, mm-hmm. but we're never going to get it unless Channel Zero does something that completely throws me off from the, what they showed in the trailer, or we get something extra in the in whatever the book whenever the book is published. Mm-hmm. So. Like I understand why, you, like what, like again, it is. Yeah. It does feel half-assed. Um, some of the stories are like they should have just like if if it was all if the eight part eight was was due to like the fact that she, like she was basically just ending it because she didn't want to do it anymore or she couldn't because of the rights and stuff of like that. I get that, and I think mm-hmm. that it could have. Yeah, yes, it definitely could have been done. Like re- the seventh part could have been rewritten to like close it down. But the way part eight does, like part eight's there. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not going away. Yeah. But I and so like reading it, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it, but I can understand why you wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not gonna recommend the whole series. Well, I'll recommend the first four parts, but it jumps the shark in number wow. five. All right, fair enough. So that that's my recommendation. Fair. Okay. Um, I found where it's, it mentions about, um, Sar actually getting indirect shit. Okay. I've been formally told that I am not to speak a word about them to anyone anymore. Okay. I have been formally told. No, I understand. Specifically. I think later, I think right after that one, it says that they don't know who's t- spreading the stories. Because they're telling everybody that. They're formally telling everybody that. Like, it's almost like a... Like, there was a meeting, and, like, they told everyone they are not to talk Yeah, about okay, story. yeah, I read That's, that. Okay. Yeah, I took it a different way when I first read it. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you, though. Okay. But, yeah, um, overall, with the, the entire story, 
it's it's a lot of reading, and it honestly kind of leaves you with blue balls a little bit because it doesn't really progress enough for me to be satisfied with anything that's happening because you don't. Again, it's the same situation. You don't know enough. For all I know, there's thir- there's like twenty or thirty different monsters, and they're all different, but. A lot of them are similar enough that they could be the same thing. And if I know that they're the same thing, then I can see that progression of this creature. But everything is kind of vague, and we don't get any answers to really anything, and it's a lot to read. So if you love to read, then go ahead and read it. But if you're a casual reader, you're not going to enjoy it, so don't. All right. See, I mean, I've already said, like, that kind of like mentality, like, that's not horror. Like, that's fantasy. That's modern fantasy that's urban fantasy that's I guess just yeah modern fantasy for like me the unanswered questions like knowing like if I was to find out that all the creatures were like yes definite answer they are all separate creatures that live in this biome or yes they are all connected to the creature I no longer like the story as a horror story because it is no longer a horror story because you're not supposed to know all the answers you're I'm not asking like, for all the answers, just some. I know, but... It, no, so I like, never like, want to know everything. No, I don't want to know everything. I get you, yeah. But, I mean, like, the way you just described that, like, with, like, if, if you were to find out, like, you want to know, like, the, if all these creatures are connected or not, even that much, uh, like, knowledge for me would, like, steal some magic about the horror of this. Because that's part of the... the what I like about horror, or, like, about this, this type of horror, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that I don't know and I'm never going to know. Like I'm actually okay with being blue balled yeah. <laughs> for the story because that's that's horror. Um, or at least that's the, a type of horror that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's not for everyone. Like as we can clearly show. Yeah. Like I, I like for me. So okay, okay, so recommend, don't recommend, and don't recommend. I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle because I didn't hate it. I read it all, and I wasn't like, ah, fuck. You know, I I read it, and I enjoyed it enough. It's just, I want to know more. Yeah. Just even a little bit more, just because then I know what's happening. But it's also random. I don't know. I think, in terms of, like, wanting to know more, I want to know... I feel like every creature is a red herring. (laughs) You know, it's like... Well, and that's the thing. We don't know if they are or not. But... Um, honestly, for me, the expansion of like like finding out that yeah they are moving to cities or something like if that even if it had been left off like that like if it had ended like but it's not last yeah I know exactly like that would have been something I would have liked to know more about. me too but yeah so like so that, that part I agree yes and like when it it showed the flush abomination I connected the dots and went oh okay that's why there's random body parts everywhere that yeah, is an cool. actual yeah. progression that I like to see yeah and but like there's not enough of that. I don't. I don't want that explained too much more. I like that something's happening, but with the other creatures, you get almost nothing. Like the bear man is mentioned in like the first uh, it's just a one, and that's it. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. never mentioned again. The fuzzy man, which could also be Some of the, the faceless creatures. man yeah. and such, but I think that's not. The, I honestly don't think that's the point of the story. Like, I, and again, I think it's also like a preference thing because like I enjoy just re- like going on YouTube or checking out, like, a Tumblr site that just yeah. has, a, like, a bunch of random, okay. like, encounters. No, I'm, I'm just... Let me really quickly just just narrow this down. Okay. My problem with this is the main story is about the stairs. Yeah. And, 
Like, it seems like from the get-go, the stairs are the big thing, and something's going to happen, and you're going to learn something about the stairs. You don't learn something. You just learn they're bad and stay away yeah. from them. And you learned that from the very first page. So it's not necessary to read past the first page. Because you don't... The, the stairs don't get expanded on. Okay. And meanwhile, that's the main story. So no, uh, Yeah, I get you. Um, all right, so bottom line, like... I'm tentatively recommending it, though. Yeah. Because I, I did enjoy it. It's just a one more. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess we leave with that. Um, because... So take it what you will. Um, it's on Reddit No Sleep. It's on creepos.wiki, actually. I think archived. Um, and, again, I I don't like the way the trailer presents what is going to be happening in Channel Zero Season 3, which is supposedly based off of aspects or ideas from this sort, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to give it at least a, a, like a check. I'm going to check it out mm-hmm. to see if maybe the trailer's just really bad. Um and I'll judge for myself then. Um, but yeah, like, check it out regardless just to see what you thought. Like, I mean, these are all recommendations, but, like, we're not telling you if you don't, if, like, not to check it out or not, so. Are you hope heartbroken that I didn't like it or something? No, no, no. Just like, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> no, like, like, again, we all have, like, different, like, ideas. Or we all have different, like, opinions of, like, the story and stuff. Yeah. Um... Like and I, I definitely think it's because we all have di- we all like like different at, like different ways of storytelling and stuff. Generally speaking, you can't make some something that every person likes. Yeah, there's, and I mean, I there's people that like different things. And yeah, that's just and what I, it is. And and I'm not shitting on you for no, liking I, it. I know. And when we finished part one through four, I I there was I I had this um, this uh, idea that. Basically, part like this was either going to be just as good as the last, the first four parts, or this was going to um, be a letdown. And for me, it wasn't a letdown, but for you guys, it seemed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I believe my recommendation last time was like something's going to happen with the stairs, and we're going to learn something about it because that seems to be the main focus, and we didn't yeah. get that. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, eh. I'm not hating it. I'm no, just yeah. eh. That's fair. Uh, so I guess, yeah, that's our recommendations as kind of up in the air and whatnot about it as it is. So. Yes, no, maybe so. Yes. Basically. <laughs> um, so if you like what you heard, if you didn't, if you're still with us after probably three hours, you can uh, leave us comments in the comment section below where this gets posted. Well, they, they, can, they can leave a comment even... Well, I guess they... Do they have to stay for the full three hours to leave a comment? No, obviously not. <laughs> it seems like if you stay for the three hours, you can leave a comment in the comment section below. I'm just fucking with you. Okay, <laughs> I'm giving you more editing. Yes, thanks. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. You can leave a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, you can check it out, or you can um, talk to us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey's at the East Stands for Evil. I'm at Review Cultist. The Gamer Yells on Xbox Live at the Gamer Yell without the W because you know, Xbox hates them. Almost said the internet hates them. But. Well, that might be true too. After this episode, I don't know. A lot of people like this. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's be more angry than like you. But anyways. that's true because you straight up hated it. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're on the fence. That's even worse. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because the internet operates in binary. It's either yeah. you like it or hate it. You can't be in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also leave us emails at aldenteirigamoris at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. 
Uh, and you can also check out the title cards for each episode at crazonstudios.dumbo.com or on the El Dente YouTube channel, El Dente Rigor Mortis. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, go to Patreon and look up El Dente Rigor Mortis. We have backer tiers for uh, early access, special episodes. We sometimes run games and tabletop games uh, and post them on, the show, on, on there, so uh, you can check those out. And... For the uh, those patrons that are already supporting us, thank you immensely. You're help keeping the you're helping keep the hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil, and I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Brigamortis. Sleep well. Teeth for Ducktales. Oh, yeah. I did the entire I did the entire lyrics of Ducktales, but like I re- re- retrofitted it to be Fred, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like trapped inside this pizza hell here at Fazbear's Duck Teeth. Boo! Because <laughs> 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 it's kind of chica, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.